Eggs. Eggs? Eggs. Right. Just like the ones that rooster was going to lay. Only roosters don't lay eggs, do they? Don't they? No, it's a lady thing, apparently. Ask your mum. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Dick the Rat, episode 384. Eggs. Holy Eggs. moly. Eggs. Hold on right. Are Just like the one. Oh, okay, we got rid of that quick. Hi, everybody. Nick the Rat. Uh, episode 384, it's Wednesday night, it is May 3rd, 2023, and tonight we have a special guest, Mimi Dvorak! Uh, let's hope she's there. Hello, Mimi, are you there? I'm here! Hello. Hello! Uh, hold on one second, I gotta boost this up over here again. That did, my plan did not work properly, hold on one second. Uh, click here, click here really quick, go here and try that, and we're gonna... Boop and bam. Okay. Hi, Mimi. Hi. How are you I, doing tonight? I'm here. I'm <laughs> alive. <laughs> are you sure, though? Because we might be in a simulation. This all might be. Um, um, a f- it's it's AI. I, I admit it's AI. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack a beer for talking with you. Hold on a second. <laughs> and um, t- tonight, we're, we're gonna be discussing your new book called too many eggs exactly too many <laughs> eggs now, now my first question is how how many is too many um when you decide to get 25 chicks and raise them up all hens and they all start laying you get two dozen eggs a day wow and after about a week you look in your refrigerator and you've got a sea of eggs and at that point you need to find some recipes that use a lot of eggs. Now, now I heard that you used to you, you you gave eggs away to your neighbors and stuff. You didn't even charge or anything. I was doing anything I could to get rid of these things, and my neighbors were like, "Yeah, we still have the ones that you gave us yesterday." Is it, that won't that break the economy though? You, you're giving away these eggs for free, and it's well, the book's for free. You can get the. <laughs> Free PDF of the book if you go to too many eggs.com. That's very true. That's uh that's where yeah. I got my the the book looks amazing, by the way. Like if uh if you do pick this up, the the, the art did you is the art in it is did you pick the art out? Um no, the publisher um is the one who picked it out, and that would be Jay. Ah uh, my daughter. So yes, she's excellent at the graphic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> did did you did you know she put a Napoleon picture in there? You should see what we took out. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering because did she put that in there? Because he's like a, he was a bad egg, or is or or am I missing something with Napoleon and eggs? <laughs> Napoleon. There's actually a really good story about Napoleon and this gigantic omelet. He came into the countryside. He was going to do whatever he did. And he went to this little uh, cafe and he said, wow, these omelets are great. I want you to make one for my army. They'll be here in two days. So the uh, the guy panicked and he sent everybody out to gather all the eggs in the whole area, every egg he could do. And then they, they put together this giant pan over hot coals and they cooked one giant omelet that they then served to uh, the invading army. Holy that must have been and, huge. Yeah. 
And there's a few places around the world that still reenact that every year, which I find amusing. I haven't been yet, but. <laughs> that's that's uh, the, those French people, man. They, they are. You know, yeah, it's John's. As John says, don't get her started on talking about eggs. <laughs> well, that's the whole, we're all here today to talk about eggs, so we can't. I know. <laughs> can't not talk There's about that. Exactly. Uh, is, is that, you have a, a parakeet, a parrot, parakeet? I have a parrot, but he's in the other room. Uh, these are seven parakeets that, uh, I don't know why I have them. I have do, seven parakeets to annoy me. Do they lay eggs too? Yeah, they're very tiny, and I haven't found recipes for them yet. <laughs> that could be uh, that could be the, your next book, two two little eggs or something. Yeah, or... too many little eggs. Yeah, <laughs> Mic- micro eggs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have, have you ever egged somebody's house? Have you ever thrown eggs at somebody's house? Me? Oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was, but I, you know, yeah, the statute of limitations stuff. We used to TP houses and then put flour on people's lawns. Wow. We would spell things out in flour, which was lovely when you live in the suburbs because they go out there and they water the lawn and it turns to a thick paste. It doesn't go away. And then finally, over time, it, it, it goes away, but it's killed the lawn under it. So whatever you've written, usually a colorful, colorful phrase, mm-hmm. is still in the lawn for like three months. It's great. Wow. So, yeah, I, I was a bad kid. <laughs> That's <nice>. have, <laughs> but we <laughs> Have you ever been to prison? No, not uh, yet. <laughs> I had it. Depends it was on... not fun. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have picked up the soap. Well, anyway. They... <laughs> It was it was a it was a marijuana thing and and the the policeman made me drop my pants and and squat like a catcher. So I didn't drop the soap. He made me do that himself. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it was it was an a fun... experience. How old were you? Uh, it's probably like twenty. It's, you know, uh, okay. yeah, it was, it's it's off my record now. It's gone. Uh, yeah. Um. Eh, colorful past. You, everyone needs one. Uh, you have a pretty colorful past too, uh, but I, I don't want to talk about that because uh, I, have, I have more questions about these eggs over here first. Uh, yes. Do you know about cholesterol? I know all about cholesterol, and from what I've been reading, the cholesterol in a chicken egg is not really digestible by humans, so it passes right through us. So all that nonsense about, oh, they're high cholesterol, oh, they'll raise your cholesterol, they don't. So, and Also, cholesterol, the- I, I even hear like cholesterol is good. Like A lot of people, the, it's... it's um, I think I think it, there's a big cholesterol conspiracy going on. Well, it feeds your brain. I think it's a good thing. Your me, brain's all cholesterol. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I got a big fat head, yeah. big old cholesterol <laughs> head. These, these doctors, well, they're 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 against they're against chickens, they're against cows and milk and everything. You never know what's going to be next on on the chopping block out there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I don't listen to them. Um, you know, you have, you have to listen to No Agenda, and they'll tell you not to listen to them. Well, you can't believe everything you hear on No Agenda, but you can believe most of it. Yeah, yeah that's true. They, yes. They do teach you critical thinking on there very, very, very well. Yeah. Um, you, have, you have a lot of uh, egg facts in this book, too. Um, did, you, did, you go, did you go to egg college? 
I spent about, actually, I spent about 12 years writing the book. Um, and it was a grief process. That was what it was for me. I mean, I, I actually wrote it because my, my brother did himself in. Ooh. And, and, and I didn't realize that my entire family could have been on Jerry Springer. So um, I kind of, I had had notebooks for my own use, and I decided to turn them into a book. And I kind of went OCD and way deep in the subject. So I started reading everything, the old, old cookbooks and recipes and all kinds of crazy things. And so that's, the book is the efforts of almost 12 years. Mm, mm. Cause I was reading about the um, uh, you could tell if the egg is um, if there's the the white part is too clear that means it's not that fresh or something there's a yep. there's a lot of interesting stuff in there um, I think one of the most satisfying things in the world is uh, peeling a hard boiled egg and I was very happy that you tackled that right away in the start of the book I was like wow this is this is my <laughs> biggest question right here it's the uh, and you you wrote that it was the the older eggs are better for the hard boiling and the well, that and steaming the egg instead of boiling it is so much better. It works yeah. way better. I tried everything. I I did for about a two-week period. I boiled eggs every way possible with putting vinegar in the water, putting baking soda in the water, popping a hole in the end of one of the eggs before I boiled it. I mean, just, you know, to, everything you could think of, every weird recipe out there for making eggs. But... Steaming eggs works the best. So you just put them in, steam your basket, turn it up high, let it boil, cook it for, I don't know, somewhere between 12 and 16 minutes, depending on your thing, and then plunge them in cold water. And it's fine. Actually, if you like deviled eggs, the recipes that I have for dessert deviled eggs are excellent. I'll have to go to that part. That book is, you have like over 700 recipes in there, house. I, I tried yeah. half of them, and boy, I was really gassy. But <laughs> <laughs> Eggy farts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have cooked every recipe in the book except about four. Wow. Um, well, why, yeah. why are you holding out on those four? Are they like the... Uh... I don't like certain things. I don't like... Uh, I really am not a big pickled egg fan. Mm, mm. Uh, and especially the ones that you put the the shells and everything in the vinegar and then the shells dissolve and then you have a you have a reptile egg and i really don't like that little it's just it's for whatever reason i can't handle it um and there's a few other ones i didn't i just didn't like so doesn't mean they aren't good but i was just like oh you pass on a couple of them there's there's some (laughs) there's some really weird people out there that don't like eggs at all yeah I, I think, know. I think they're well, they really – those people are really I don't, recommend the, I don't recommend the book for them then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually the best book to give them. Maybe they'll see something there and they'll change their mind, wake them up to the, the gloriness that is egg. Well, there are – well, these are all chicken eggs. I mean there are also duck eggs, which are a completely different style of egg. And, you know, there's goose eggs and there's – in England, they – they allow like six people to go out and collect gull eggs, hmm. these certain type of gulls, and these eggs are they're very highly sought after and very expensive to eat, and one restaurant serves them, and they boil them up and serve them with some celery salt, and it's like, you know, $600 an egg. <laughs> I hope it's good. I'm sure it's fishy. Um, $600 is better be really good. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, eggs are... 
I mean, they're very versatile. They're cheap-ish. That's true. Uh, they, I, I just tried those uh, those blue eggs. Those are those are pretty good. I, they don't really well, taste. They, they, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go in, in other parts of the world, they actually sell varietal chicken eggs. You know, different breeds. I haven't quite decided if they taste all that different, but hmm. but how a chicken goes out and you know a pasture chicken's way better than a battery cage chicken, so yeah. if you know what that means, a, a battered cage chicken? What? That's when you like ba- deep fry it and Popeyes? No, battery cage is how they raise chickens for most. You know the the chicken eggs that you see in grocery stores. They're raised in these little chicken condo cages that go up to the rafters. Hmm in a giant barn and they're all, you know, eating and laying eggs and not doing anything else and never going out and running around and eating bugs. And those eggs, um, they actually feed them a natto to make the yolks yellow because they're actually not that nutritious in my opinion. Um, Meanwhile, if you have your own chickens in the backyard, they can eat your leftovers, they eat bugs, they eat the grass, they they eat everything. Um, I mean, literally everything. And the egg yolks are intensely orange colored, and there's way more egg flavor to them. So, you know, I mean, farmers markets usually have good eggs. If your friend down the street has has chickens, take the eggs, unlike my neighbors, and <laughs> just take their chickens. <laughs> yeah, right. there you go. But yeah, chickens are great. You know, it's why why don't we give every American a chicken? Wouldn't that like save the world? That that would cut down on like trucks and and everything. I think everybody should get their own chicken. Well, actually, what the Romans did, you know, the the Roman invading invading armies before the Romans had a problem because everyone said, "Oh, the the army's coming," so they'd kill off all their chickens and all their dogs and all their everything, anything that could be eaten. You know, the 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 cows, the sheep, the pigs. They just kill them because that would stop the army. The army couldn't survive without food, and they couldn't carry enough with them. So what the Romans did is they devised these giant, giant wagons that were chicken coops. And they'd go into an area, and they'd open the chicken coops, and the chickens would run around and eat all the bugs and eat all the good stuff and then jump back into their their nest because chickens will always go back to their coops. So the Roman army basically was fed eggs and chickens. So that's how they were victorious. So there was like a, a Trojan chicken. It wasn't a horse. It was. <laughs> it was a Trojan. It was fast food. It was the original fast food. <laughs> food was, on the road. Those Romans really know what was going on back then. Uh, yeah, you had a you had a pet chicken, right, Buffy? I had a well, yeah, I had Buffy. Buffy was the best chicken in the world. She was raised by kindergartners, and I got her from a school, and she was like a pal. I mean, she would she was fun to be in the yard with. I then. Also bought 25 chickens and learned why in the chicken books it says, lively, good forager. And then there's the other chickens called calm, hmm. docile. Those are the ones you want, not the lively and not the good foragers because they take off for points north. You, you, they're raccoon food and, and coyote food up here. Ah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What did you just put a get like um like a one of those uh, like a leash get a chicken leash? I have twenty five chickens. Please. <laughs> That'd be um, but they're they're good pets though, right? They uh they they follow you around and stuff. 
You like to get petted? If you raise them right, yeah, they're actually quite cute. They aren't as great as ducks as pets, but they're cute. They're fun. Really, I always hear bad things about ducks. Oh no, ducks! Ducks are much better pets. Wow! Unless you have a unless you have a male, because then when it's springtime, he's always trying to hump your 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 feet. They got those Um, weird peckers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they also poop all the time. Mm. But oh. yeah. But ducks are sweet. Ducks are like Einstein compared to the chickens. Really? Yeah, they're really smart. But their eggs are different. You know, I started with ducks and which was kind of funny because we were at the county fair and my daughter said, Oh, I want a duck, a duckling. Oh, they're so cute. And my son was was JC was like, no, no, absolutely no. If you get a duck, it's it's all downhill from there. You can't get a duck. We got the duck. And his prediction came true. He said, if you get a duck, then we're going to get chickens, and then we're going to have all these things <laughs> roaming around. He was right. <laughs> uh, well, now, now you got uh, horses and, and uh, giraffes in your backyard. It's uh, probably, uh, probably not. No, I don't know. I don't have sheep anymore, and my horses live somewhere else, so it's fine. Oh wow! So I was I was kind of right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, but no no, no giraffes have, though. No giraffes. No, I just have a hundred and fifty pound mastiff. That, that's wow. close enough. Yeah. That's a, he hates people. It's <laughs> a it's a good guard. Uh, yeah. Have oh, Have yeah. you ever Have you ever killed a chicken? No, I can't do that. Oh. But but yeah. you eat, you eat chicken though, right? Like uh oh yeah yeah I just can't and I don't want to clean anything. Can't do the I'm, yeah the ugh, pulling all the feathers. That's work. that's it's rough. It's now, rough. I would love to pay someone to do all that. Hmm. <laughs> well, you always have Jay. Just make her. Do. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she probably won't do that. Um, no. There's a. There's a also another book you're working on, the No Wheat book. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I have I'm not gluten intolerant at all, and I've always eaten everything. Mm-hmm. But over the last like two years, I've become more and more allergic to wheat to the point where now I break out in a rash, a uh, hives, and it I get really a, I just can't tolerate it. So I'm not eating anything wheat, which is. Uh, frustrating and it, very difficult because wheat is in everything. It's in licorice, you know. Um, it, it's in um, hydrolyzed vegetable protein. Is wheat based? Um, everything has wheat in it, <laughs> and I'm very sad. So I started going. Well, wheat didn't grow everywhere in the world. It grew. It didn't grow in South America. It, it didn't grow in parts of Italy. It was also very expensive for a lot of people. So there's a lot of really old recipes that were never made with wheat. Like in Italy, they made a, a, a pasta and they and breads and a bunch of other things out of chestnut flour. So um, because I can't find the texture that I want for with these, I don't like exanthem gum and that's in everything. Yeah, and I don't like the yeah, and I don't want to eat that. So I'm trying to find ways around it. So um, that's my new obsession. Uh, Hopefully, it won't take twelve years. I used to work in an art store at at uh, Pearl Paint before they all got closed down, and they, they would sell a uh, xanthan gum for like oil painters. So was, yep, I was like, Ugh. I was like, we eat this stuff. <laughs> well, you can make tempera paints out of egg. That's true too. Yeah, it's uh, you never know what's you never know what's edible until you try it. I guess. 
There's always milk paint. Um, you also, you lived in Tehran? Yeah, when I was a kid. Um, in 1966, my dad was called, he was a merchant marine, but we lived in, in Reno, Nevada. And he kept his license up, so he was called back in. So instead of going to ships bringing munitions to Vietnam, we opted to go to Iran, and he worked on an oil tanker, an oil rig on the Persian Gulf. So my mother and I lived in Iran. Uh, we weren't there that long, but it was interesting. Um, it was during the Shah of, of Iran's tenure. Did you, have to, we wear, did you have to wear a hijab? Is that what they call it? No, that's when it was all opened up. Everyone, no, no, Westerners didn't do any of that. Um, that was because of the Shah's influence. And we lived right down, we stayed in a hotel for like four months, three months. And it was right like two blocks away from the American embassy. So we went there all the time. Um, I was really, since I was a 10-year-old kid and I was living in a hotel and eating you know, hotel food all the time made me crazy. I started going down to the kitchen where there was this lovely French chef who was trying to learn English. And, and I was like, yeah, I'll, sure, <laughs> feed me. <laughs> so he would let me be the little, you know, the little kitchen rat, yep, actually. <laughs> and I learned how to, you know, do kitchen things and, and make things, and he, he was great. And I learned, uh, all the French I learned was kitchen equipment, so. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say pan in France? In France. I, I don't remember. I was <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, living in Iran was, although living in Iran, my dad was like, because oh, I was always looking for, again, for like American squishy white bread, you know, Wonder Bread and peanut butter. And I would have died for a hamburger. So my dad goes, oh, there's a guy down the, the road that, that, is an American and he makes hamburgers. <laughs> yes. So we go into this little hole in the wall and he make it comes out and it's, it's a beautiful, it's a hamburger. It's, it's a rounded bun. It's got cheese melted on it. It's got lettuce on it and tomatoes. And I take a bite and it's mutton. Oh <laughs> Were you old enough to drink mead with that? <laughs> well, it was just like, you know, when you're all set for a hamburger and it's yeah, really, it's really, not... really <laughs> lamb. <laughs> So I kind of spit it out, and I was really upset. And the guy comes over. He goes, well, I'm sorry. He goes, but I make donuts. So he brings me a donut, and it is fried in mutton fat. <laughs> Everything's mutton. He lives in a mutton house? Well, they don't, they don't have cows in Iran. <laughs> that would be yeah. a good business to get into, start a, bring a cows over there. Well, I'm sure they're Everyone was, no one would want to eat it. I mean, oh, that's they, true, too. Yeah, the sacred cow. I forgot. No, no, it's not that. It's just they don't have grazing land for them. So, you know, there's there's cattle and or not cattle. There's cows and uh, not cows, obviously camels and mm. sheep and goats and that's and chickens, lots and lots of chickens. So it was interesting living there, kind of. Maybe your book will do really well there, then. I doubt it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you got to translate this into other languages. Into Farsi. Actually, we are translating it into French and German right now. So, hopefully, that'll be done soon. Do you, Do you have a, a favorite chef, like celebrity chef? Is it like Pepin? Is that the guy's name? No, Hubert Keller is gives gave me a wonderful forward for my book. Mm, yeah, I saw that. That was a. Uh... 
That was very cool. That's um, yeah, yeah. So is he your he favorite is. chef? I mean, he's got to be now since he wrote the forward for your book, boy. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, John's John's a big foodie, and mm. we've gone to lots of great meals, and I'm fine. I'll eat it. I mean. I mean, you know, in Iran, my, you know, my dad was, had been around the world 27, 28 times, and he ate anything. Because if they can eat it, I can eat it. So we went to some really nice dinner, and we were the guests of honor. And they had a full sheep's head on the table, and they cracked it open, and they were serving the brains. But the guest of honor got the two sheep eyeballs. So, Ooh. yeah, so it gets put on my plate. <laughs> and my dad gives me that look like... Better eat it. Uh, better eat it. Yeah. So I did, and it's all I can say is the lens pops. Oh, it was unpleasant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there was also a big, a big, big bowl of caviar. So I kind of wash it down with caviar. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, just to go ahead, to talk about the uh, wheat thing. Like it's weird how allergies just kick in every now and then. I, I. Recently, if I eat a, a boiled, hard-boiled egg, because I, I love hard-boiled eggs, but if I eat it too fast, I get a, a like asphyxiation. Like I can't breathe. Like it's really like if yeah. And I looked it up, and it's like you might have like uh, like an egg uh, uh, allergy, but it it only happens if I eat like a hard-boiled egg and I eat it fast. And where I, are you getting your eggs from? Uh, you know, from the alley, whatever I find out. <laughs> Uh, it's supermarket eggs, whatever's the, you know, like okay. $4. Supermarket eggs, supermarket eggs have annatto in them. And annatto <laughs> is an allergen, except it's like number eight on the allergen list. So it's not required to disclose that hmm. by our FDA. So a lot of people who say they're allergic to eggs are actually allergic to annatto. So if they try eggs that are from another source from someone who's not feeding, you know, annatto feed, because uh, that's what gives the, it, it color. Annatto is a bright yellow. So that's what gives the, the egg yolk a yellow color. Um, so if they get a better quality of egg, they probably, you know, you probably won't have that problem because it's probably an annatto allergy. Huh. I, so, could be. But it's just yeah. weird how it's only with hard-boiled eggs. And I, 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 it's, it's, it's very strange because if – when you have like an allergic reaction that you never had before, it's just like whoa! It's, uh, it's yeah, it's very very it, distressing. It is, yeah. and then you have to like try to figure out what it was. But you know, after you eat the egg, if if you eat it and then you can't breathe right after it, then you're like, okay, it's got to have been that. Cause what else would it have been? Uh, well, I'm, you know, a better egg is is a quail egg. Find quail eggs; they're delicious. I'm gonna have to try that. I, I haven't. I've only had. Uh, I think I've only eaten chicken eggs. I never had any other egg. Oh, they're all quite different. Have you ever had ostrich egg? Mm, it's okay. Really? Those yeah. things are huge. I've seen one of those. It's like wow. Yeah, it serves like six people. <laughs> Too bad Napoleon didn't have ostriches. Exactly. <laughs> you could, you probably, I could picture him riding one. <laughs> Oh, that would have been a great picture. <laughs> the um, actually, my favorite of all, you know, I found new recipes as I was going along, and a couple are my favorites. So one is 
a Spanish fried egg, which is where you take a couple of inches of olive oil and you heat it up nice and hot and you fry it. You actually poach the egg in hot olive oil hmm. and then and it, it poaches. So it's just like a poached egg. It's running on the inside. It's a little crispy on the outside. It's delicious. And it's really great, like over a steak. Um, the other one is the scotch eggs. You know, scotch egg is a hard-boiled egg covered in sausage that's pressed all the way around the hard-boiled hard egg. And then you can wrap, roll it in breadcrumbs if you want, or, or you can just – some people batter them. Some people just fry up the sausage. So what you have is something you can hold in your hand, and you get sausage and egg at the same time. So they're like a great on-the-go breakfast thing, but better, they're fantastic with beer, like – with a dipping sauce and beer. They're just, I love sausage eggs or scotch eggs. Um, and the other thing that I found, which I can't make anymore until I find a way to make the bread, is savory bread pudding, which is where you take leftover stale bread and you make a custard. And then you take whatever leftovers you have, leftover vegetables, leftover meat. You just mix it all in together with these cubes of stale bread and then pour the milk and egg, beaten egg over it. And then bake it in the oven, and it makes a gigantic meal that you can feed, you know, a half dozen people, <laughs> and it's cheap. So, those are my favorite recipes in the book. Did you did you mark them off in the book? You should you should have put like uh, Mimi's favorites, like a little check mark uh, or something. Well, no, but the drink recipes is is worth exploring. Yeah, I've never tried that. I've always, uh, after watching Rocky, I was always interested in in, ch- in chugging some raw egg, but I've never actually had that. Oh no, these are these are like the ones where you foam them up, where you foam up, you use a you whip them egg egg white, or it's an orange Julius with yeah. the yellow with the yolk. I mean, you make there's a bunch of them, and there's a big discussion of eggnogs and how you can make eggnogs in. And leave it in the back of your refrigerator, and it, about Thanksgiving, it'll be perfect for Christmas time. And you know, there's interesting things. I, you know, I even have egg soups. You know, which I had never heard of before I started this book, and I always thought they were weird, but they're actually really good. Huh. So, yeah. Have you ever had an yeah. egg cream? Yeah, but that doesn't. <laughs> there's no eggs. Egg. In there. <laughs> <laughs> never understood that. I'm like, why is there no? Why is there egg cream? No eggs in there. It's... That's Who came confusing. up with the with the idea of a Monte Cristo, a Count of Monte Cristo sandwich? I mean, that thing's a little much for me. <laughs> with time, new things arise. Um, yes. So, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. We're, you should get better eggs. I probably should. I, I usually just buy the cheapest eggs I could find, but I've been changing that a little bit recently. Getting a little bit better, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm still I'm still one of those cheap guys. Just like, oh, what's the cheapest thing on on the list here? But that's not really good for you. Well, you are what you eat, right? You are. That's why. That's why I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, works. <laughs> is it is it okay if I open the uh, phone lines? If anybody would like to call in and talk to you, sure. All right. So uh, everybody, the phone lines are open. If you have any questions to ask Mimi. You could give a call right now at 917-719-5923. And if you're a jerk, I'll hang up on you and set your house on fire. Just be nice out there. Should I call myself? You could. (laughs) (laughs) 
But that's up to you completely. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, the phone line's open. We, if anybody gives a call, I'll just uh, pick up on that. But uh, uh, when I was talking to John a couple months ago, we started to talk about lucid dreaming. And he said he can't do it, but you can. Oh, yeah. I, I have dreams that are ridiculous. They're entire storylines. Did you just lucid dream your, your birds quiet? No, they're they're all. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> as soon as I started, they just kind of like got quiet. It's like, whoa! I know. Yeah, no, I didn't kill them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're annoying little things. Sometimes they're cute though. Well, they aren't trained or anything. They're just wild little birds that live in my room. So, are they in a cage or are they just? Uh... Oh God, yes. My dog would eat them. Please. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ooh, tasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crunch. <laughs> uh, lu- lu- lucid dreaming, complete stories. Um, what, um, wh- when's the last time you had a lucid dream? Is it something you could, you still do? Oh, yeah. Constantly. Um, I have dreams about stuff, and I call John. I go, guess what? <laughs> and he's always like, okay, what? And this was like 20 years ago. I'm like, I was in a store and I had to scan my own stuff. <laughs> uh, but I've had dreams about like I, aliens coming down and being on, you know, being here and they have an entire scheme and I, and I understand it. And ah. uh, yeah, my, you don't want me to tell you this dream. It's a bizarre dream. Ask me sometime. I would like to know about this this uh, dream where you're talking to aliens. Maybe this would really happen because sometimes well, you never know if these are dreams or reality happening. Well, actually, I do have very vivid, like a couple times over the last few years, I've had a really vivid dream of hanging out with somebody who I know and haven't been keeping up with. Hmm. And I wake up and go, oh, shit. And I go look them up and they're dead. <laughs> and they just died recently. <laughs> so I just figured they came to visit to tell me that they, you know, okay, I'll see ya. Um, that's kind of interesting. No, my alien dream was these aliens came down and the first thing they did is they got a really good PR agency and they started marketing themselves and they were like, they were kind of weird looking. They looked human, but they had no hair and they had no fingernails and they had no eyebrows or anything. And they, uh, they, so like a modern um, kid these days, they were kind of, but they were, they were like Gandhi. They were very peace loving and they lived to be like four or 500 years old and their plan was to come down here and to get all the women away from the men and take over our planet because they just stop us from breeding so these aliens so i met one in like in chez panisse there was a guest alien chef and i said well you know he was really very attractive and i said well you know what's what what do you recommend so he brings out a bowl of oatmeal with goat hair in it oh and he goes, well, you know, this is in where I'm from. We can't digest proteins unless they're just the byproduct of animals. So it's hair and hooves is pretty much all we eat. So, uh, okay, fine. I ended up living with him <laughs> along with like 40 other women. And the thing was, he was very, um, let's just say that the demands of, of earth women sexually on these poor alien beings started they started like chewing off the women's hair and they they weren't getting enough protein and they and they finally had to leave because they were starved to death because we were starving them because we were taking too much of their energy out you know sleeping with us wow so 
I tell John the stream and he just looks at me and he just shakes his head <laughs> and he goes, okay. <laughs> I have lots of these dreams. So I, it's fun. Yeah. I would, I would love to hear more about this alien harem story. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. Um, I have fun. <laughs> you have dreams, you have dreams like every night or is it, um, it, whenever, you, you know, every, I mean, I have dreams every night, but they aren't always stories. Yeah. It's, I don't, it's hard to predict when I have these things. Uh, so there's like no technique to try to get into the, the dream mode or anything. It just kind of happens. Uh, it just, yeah, it just, I, you know, it's a full story though. But see, when I was a kid in Reno, this is what this goes back to. When I was a kid in Reno, my parents worked different shifts and they didn't have a babysitter for me. So they would bring me to the Herald's Club Little Theater during the summer. And I would go to the Herald's Club Little Theater where they would show movies. It would just be one movie after another, sometimes cartoons, mostly black and white movies, a lot of film noir. And so I'm like, you know, second grade. I'm watching movies all summer, five days a week, all summer. I'm mm. watching probably four movies a day. And, you know, I don't read, so I don't have any idea who these people are. You know, I, I mean, I really, I didn't, whatever. Um, so people. now it, it drives John crazy because he'll be watching an old movie and he'll go, oh, have you seen this one? I'm like, yeah, and I'll tell him the whole plot line. And he's always like, no, and then he'll watch it and go, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so it's like my brain is that, and then I was a super avid reader. So I've read so many stories and plots. I think they just came out in my dreams. Hmm. Uh, what, what's uh, your favorite type of uh, book? Like fiction, nonfiction? Nonfiction. Um. I read a lot of cookbooks. Um, <laughs> I like I like medical texts. I like reading contracts. Uh, I read a really bizarre collection of things. I, I don't know. That I is four books a week. That is pretty strange. You read, you read, you read medical <laughs> books and, and, and like contracts and stuff. Did, are you a law, lawyer? I love law. No, no, I just, it's fascinating to me. So oh. I read everything. I don't read fiction that much anymore. I used to, I can't read fiction now because if I start reading it, I can't put it down. I have to read the whole book. And, you know, so I stay up all night reading a book. So I've kind of, you know, I need to take read stuff that I can put down. Gotcha. And I've been reading, you know, I read weird. I don't know. I just read. I see. Do you uh, read uh, like on ebooks or like physical books? I find I, I, I find like physical phys physical is better. I like physical a lot better. Um, Agreed. Yeah, it's, even though it kills your wrist, but. <laughs> I like to read laying down too, so there's the other part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I'll, I'll read anything, and I'm always reading weird news stories, and you know, I, you know, John. Actually, the the original concept of the No Agenda show was because I would call John and go, "Did you read this?" And I'll I'll tell him all about articles that I'd read because mm. I used to read like six newspapers every day because that was just it's just my thing. Fast. <laughs> you are. You're a reader. Yeah, and I was dyslexic as a kid. I was learning disabled. So do you read in the mirror? I, you know, both hands form an L. So don't <laughs> ask me which way left is. <laughs> it could make an L depending on how you put your hands. Well, you know, and then if it says merge left or merge right, I just go, 
Okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I really cannot tell my left from my right. I have a lot of weird little quirks that way. Does uh, dyslexia still, it's still with you? It never goes away. My brain is, I have like, dyslexia is like having minimal brain damage. Huh. You know, there's days that I can do really well and I can, you know, I can, because I also had dyscalculia, which is the inability to comprehend number concepts and having spatial issues. So some days I'm good. Other days I can measure the same piece of wood 30 times and come up with 30 answers. I just. Really? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. That's, do you do you ever like um like study yourself like like uh, does does it does it make you feel weird <laughs> like when you like this is it like uh, just missing something like I misplaced my keys or something and you're like oh where'd they go but they're it's, like right there in front of me is it something like that or well it's it's well I mean dyslexia is just you know learning disabilities are just my brain doesn't function the same way as everybody else's I assume although unless the rest of you have the same thing and just don't tell me about it. Um, everybody is just lying to you, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, in school, they put me in the slow classes because it took me a long time to learn how to read. And then once I got it, that's fine. When I'm really tired, I still see, I read things wrong. You know, I'm always amused by what I read and, you know, B's and D's get mixed up and W's and M's get mixed up. And, um, but when, but, and then I have, Never try to ask me to to read out loud um, how much, some, you know, if something's six figures, I cannot read that number to save my life. I have to actually write it out or I sound like a moron. Wow. I, yeah, it's really hard. It's, um, so, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's a weird thing because it's like a small thing, too. Does It's not like a big issue, but it happens. Yeah. And I can't remember names easily and... You know, I'm just, it's what I do. You're a big old mess. <laughs> I'm a mess. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's fun. It hasn't stopped you but, yet. But people with dyslexia and learning disabilities actually have made more discoveries because they make weird connections in the world. You know, like the guy who invented ivory flakes, you know, he, 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 lathered up to shave and then got interested in reading the newspaper, read the newspaper and then started scratching his chin, wondering why he was itchy. And all these flakes fell to the, to the, to the page, his newspaper. And he went, wow. Oh yeah. I I need to go. Oh, I need to go shave. And then he came back and he kept looking at the flakes and he said, you know, this would be a great laundry detergent. (laughs) That's a weird, you know, weird pattern recognition. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I get it. I mean, I, I'm always doing that. So, and hopefully that guy is rich today, or he, oh yeah, his no, family. He, I'm sure. I'm sure he's dead today. Um, yeah, it's, people have been doing laundry for a pretty long time now. Yeah, but yeah, there's. So I don't know. I'm. Um, yeah. Yeah, because so, probably like all like all chemists and people, it's it's there's a lot of weird things that like how the hell did anybody figure any of this out? And it's got to be just. Weird people yeah. doing weird things. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I also wasn't a big believer in uh, in what they taught us in school. So I always had to learn things on my own. Really? You were, uh, you were, you were uh, uh, like Terrible a- awake student. back in the day? You knew that most of what they taught you was bullcrap? Or you just didn't well, like what they taught you? Well, let's put it this way. Uh, as being a girl, you know, I... 
I didn't like the heroes they gave us. Hmm. You know, it was like Betsy Ross. What'd she do? Uh, and then yeah, Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, great. Stockholm Syndrome. And then my favorite was Amelia Earhart because it was like uh, she crashed, guys. <laughs> Well, guys don't got much better ones either. We got, well, he hit a baseball real far or he killed a lot of people. Had, Lindbergh, Lindbergh did complete his flight. You know, mm. it's like they gave us the second, you know, like, oh, it's okay. You can try, <laughs> but, you know, you could just try. You don't have to succeed. So it always irked me. So I was always looking for other things. And that's, you know. And between that and then also, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was raised in Nevada where they were doing above ground testing of nuclear weapons and they do little things like, you know, tell your kids not to eat the the snow. It's radioactive. <laughs> but it's so <laughs> good. It makes it a was great, delicious. It, makes it was a great delicious. laundry detergent. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, uh. Did you have a, a favorite class in school, like um, history or, or science, or you just hated all of it? You were like, this is all garbage. I, um, I was into sports and in the in the up through junior high, so I like sports and and I liked reading. Once I learned how to read, um, you know, math I was terrible at. I was mm. always in the totally, totally like horrific. You know, oh, you have to take arithmetic again. Um, you know, nah, school. So you like you like the uh, sports? What's your favorite sport? Do you like? Uh, let me wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Um, it was either softball or swimming. I'm guessing. Track and field. Oh, that's a good one. Too. Yeah, I know. And horseback riding. Did you ever get a, a runner's high? Oh yeah, all the time. I loved running. Running was great. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It was especially. It's something good to do when you also have to run away. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's good to be fast. <laughs> it comes in handy a lot. You know, it's like so long, suckers. <laughs> exactly. It's. It's a. I think all kids should have to run from something. You know. <laughs> I remember the uh, like when I first started like a gym class. Like I didn't even want to be in gym class, but they put me in it and they said run around the track. I'm like running. And I'm like that night. I was like, wow, I could feel my body. It's my legs. Yeah, I could feel my legs. This is weird. It gives you a whole different perspective on life. I think a lot of people don't have that at all. Like a connection. Probably to not. Themselves. Yeah. No running. You know, I. Although the one thing I've discovered of late. <laughs> You know, because I'm old, you know, I'm like ancient at these days, is I love the the Meta Oculus Quest. Yeah. The, the, uh, it's <laughs> the only, I love, it's like they're marketing it completely wrong. They need to market this to old people. I mean, every rest home in America should have a ton of these just sitting around. What, what do you because, use it for? Just watching uh, videos or, or playing games? No. Boxing. I love the boxing because then you really get to beat the crap out of people. <laughs> and even the ref, you can hit him. And, you know, you build up a sweat. And then I like the, you know, the beat saber. And it's like, it's like it, I, I can ride my bicycle and I can ride up and down, you know, roads. There's a little connection on my, on my, on my pedal that'll actually tell the Oculus how far that I'm actually working and not just sitting still. And it's great. It's like it's the mo the best motivation I've ever had. 
How long do you stay in there for, though? Because I, I find it like after like 30 minutes or so, I'm like, ah, I'm good. It's, it starts to hurt my, it starts to get hot in there. And... Oh, it's hot. Yeah. No, I about, uh, usually about an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. The boxing's what's really got me hooked right now. <laughs> but as a kid, when I was in like fourth grade, uh, my brother, I had an older brother, obviously, who um, signed me up because I begged him to. He signed me up for a boxing class, and my mother always kept my hair cut really short, so I was Mike, <laughs> Mike Smith. He signed me up, so I learned how to box, huh. and I loved it. You know, that was very unheard of in those days. Um, did you ever, did you ever knock somebody out? Yeah, I did. This the bully in the neighborhood, <laughs> and then I had to run. <laughs> <laughs> you, and you were prepared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was you know, not that I'm advocating violence, eh, but violence it was good. Is okay, you know, sometimes you need some violence. It's a little bit, but yeah. he he never bothered me again, and it, everybody teased him about being you know, I a girl beat you up, <laughs> and I was also really tiny, so I was just this little little. Yeah, it was great. Have Have you ever gotten knocked out? Like in a, well, in, the, in a boxing match? In the class, yeah. Ugh. I have a, one of those jaws that if you hit the jaw right, I'm out. That's, that's always scary to me. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been completely unconscious. Well, you know, I'm sleeping on stuff. But I mean like, a, like knocked <laughs> out or anything or uh, never been put under. I one time coming out of a pool, I, my jaw hit the side of the pool and I knocked myself out, and I just sank oh. back in the pool. Thank God there was a lifeguard. That is, life is <laughs> terrifying. dangerous. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it is. <laughs> and that's why we need the Oculus. Strap that on, and you, you're pretty safe. Oh, it's, although the walking the plank is a really interesting one. I think it's Pete's Plank or something like that, where you, 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 know, you put it on, you're walking into a building, you go up an elevator, and then you're 80 feet above or 80 stories up. You feel and it. And you're looking... And then there's the plank to go out on 80 stories up. <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. People put uh, like real planks on the floor. Uh, we got, yeah, we got a, a caller here. Is there a caller? Hello? Is this working? Hey. Caller, do you Hey, have... Mimi? Uh, yep. Mimi Dvorak? <laughs> <laughs> this I is, think so. This, Mimi, this is my doctor. Wow. Mimi, Mimi, oh, hey, hey, Nick, by the way, yeah, hey, cool, let me, let me turn off the uh, auditing. Turn, turn down your radio, device. please, lower that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Wow, Mimi, you are like uh, a podcasting uh, guest, uh, Diamond in the Rough, um, th this is incredible. Um, Caller, do you have any questions? The wealth of knowledge. Pardon? Do you have Do you have any questions, or are you just going to uh, kiss the the guest butt all night? You could do that too if you want. Oh please! Man. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no comment. Uh, uh, JCD would be very uh, envious or upset if I were to uh, expel upon that. Anyway, anyway, no, I was <laughs> curious. Um, back to the eggs issue. Do you have any experience with quail? Yes. I mean, not to uh, misdirect from your 
otherwise incredible. I mean, Nick, he's got a, he's got great interviewing style, but I mean, this is just, it's all over the place. Incredible. Quail eggs are great. I recently, yes. what, I recently hard, uh, soft boiled some, or actually I hard boiled them. And, and then I soaked them in vinegar to get the egg shells to dissolve. And then uh, they were pickled and they're perfect for martinis. Mm. <laughs> I highly recommend them. I know. Yeah. The, the homeowners association doesn't uh, absolutely know ducks. They're very loud. And uh, chickens, well, that's just flat no. But um, I was I, quail. I could be like, oh, it's just a yard bird. I didn't know what it was. Actually, but then no, you have you could... such small eggs. No, there's a the the woman I buy quail eggs from is lives the next town over, and she's seventy years old. And she showed me her her quail setup, and she's got stacked cages in her garage. And, you know, she's mm. got lights on them during the day and she feeds them and she gets um, an egg a day out of the hens and they lay for two to three years. And she's, she gets a couple dozen, it's three quail egg for one chicken egg, if, if you want to put it in any recipe. And, and then she also offers her quail after two years and puts them in the freezer and has quail for dinner. Um, I think wow. it sounds like a brilliant, yeah, I know. It's like. So she's she's selling the eggs to the local um, restaurants. She's she's just got a little endeavor there, and it's just in her garage in about a six by eight space. It's amazing. That that quiet. is absolutely fascinating. Uh, I have yeah. a cousin who's interested. He's doing a microgreen ordeal uh, to local vendors, restaurant, etc. If mm -hmm. he could. Uh, expand that to the quail that that'd be in, incredible even for him but yeah as yeah. far as the flavor and uh usefulness in recipes do you have uh experience ex expoundable on that or well not as much but i have made i know that it's it's three to four quail egg depending on the size of the eggs and to replace right. the recipe to replace a chicken egg and you can do everything i mean all the chicken eggs will completely quail eggs will work in replacement of chicken eggs for everything for baking for everything awesome. and it and the flavor is actually more eggy than an egg so i'm sure they would be fantastic yes. in custard in a custard or in anything where you really want that egg flavor so yeah and the quail are just cute little birds <laughs> I mean, oh, absolutely really adorable little fun i mean yeah not saying i do any uh, partake, partaking in the uh chicken kicking but if yeah. you put your prop your foot up underneath the bird and give it a, a gentle toss upward yeah the, the panic ensuing is a hell of a lot of fun <laughs> 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 don't I'm actually hit that. them or strike them you can cause no. massive injury. But, yeah, if you just lift them and give a swift uh, elevate, it's a lot of well, fun. Well, you uh, make sure you're to... wearing, like, waterproof. Go ahead. I, I think you should learn how to juggle them. I think that would be a, a hell of a thing to do. That's my next TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a really quick no, uh, but, uh, ignorant yeah, question chicken, here. Are quails back are, in the day? Are, are quails my and, buddy's and, uh, uncle doves the same thing? Oh, go ahead, Nick. Mm-hmm. Are are quails and doves the same thing? They're both birds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, depends what you mean by same thing. Well, like they, the they sometimes name stuff, and they call like a, a certain thing something, but Quail. it's still everything. Uh huh. Okay. Both are edible. <laughs> yes. They are, are rats and pigeons the same thing? I no, mean, they're warm like, blooded. Like, like a weasel and a, a, a marmot. <laughs> like you know, there's there's the Venn diagram of things. Are, are, so, okay, so I'm getting doves or pigeons and quails are completely different in the chat room. Okay. Are penguins yeah. and ostriches the same thing? Call her, I hate Technically, you. they're of the same genus. <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, oh. there's a lull. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there, is... I'm going to let you guys go back to your... Back to your enthralling amazing conversation before you go uh, call Mimi. yes 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 okay, wait 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 but one second um no Mimi, do you have any question recipes? for Mimi. go do you ahead have any recipes Nick? with uh that involve two light large jars of mayonnaise um no that would be my sex mayonnaise and- <laughs> go, go ahead Uh, wow, I totally missed that. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I was just gonna, you know, say that. <laughs> Call her I mean, is, you can use. Is... Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, making mayonnaise is excellent. You should make your own mayonnaise. Yes, it's really easy. It's really easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. It hurts your wrists, though. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only reason we eat it well, out of jars is. Well, if you have a whisking setup. Well. well Actually, no, you can do it with a, with a blender. You can do it a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. But the only reason that, that we eat mayonnaise, we buy it in the store, is because the Hellmans started passing all these rumors off that women can't make mayonnaise when they're on their periods. <laughs> and that oh, certain days, of well, if it's a rainy day, it won't, you can't make mayonnaise. And it's incredibly difficult. And the average housewife just doesn't have the time to do it. So they sold this nonsense. Yeah. Sounds so. true. <laughs> the the marketing conceptions yes. we've had in our in our day is an incredible study. Um this is perhaps and most probably for a totally different podcast because like I said, you're a diamond in the rough. As far as a uh, podcast interview guest, Mimi, I'm already just floored as uh, a psychology minor. And uh, wow, wow, just the depth and diversity of uh, information. Um, now how many uh, children do you have? Have you raised? Three. Three? And- Yep, um, it doesn't matter if they're your own. I mean, you've participated uh, in raising them. Um, well, I I took family planning to heart, so I had a child in my 20s, one of my 30s, and one of my 40s. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So, yep. 
Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then your I have other... <laughs> huh? Go. I was going to say your diversity. You've not become like child focused. It seems like uh, not not downgrading or speaking ill of the people that take on mothering as their primary focus. But you you maintain such a, a diverse, interesting, uh, just uh, wow palette of knowledge and experience. Um, are you are you involved in homeschooling, unschooling, or do you have information or experience with any of those? My my youngest daughter was homeschooled. Um, and yeah. I didn't like, I wasn't so much into unschooling. I was more into, you know, let's really go deep into things that she was interested in. And we had fun with that. And then when she went to high right. school, she went to a, a private high school. Um, they'd only had like, I don't know, 12 students. So that was interesting. Mm. And then my, and then my, my oldest son has homeschooled all of his kids, all three of his. So homeschooling now, is interesting. private the private school is that uh religious based i mean how do they how do they accomplish uh, that with such a small quantity of students oh they went out of business but how they did it <laughs> it was just a, well it, there we well, go i'm up in the pacific northwest so um yes. i i had to drive you know an hour each way to take her to school and an hour to get home and then i'd go pick oh. her up so i was in the car for way too much every day. The school was a really interesting. (laughs) They weren't, there weren't many around then. Uh, So I would, the school was a really small school, but it was really, they were really motivated and they had really good teachers and it was someone who was homeschooling their kids and wanted to have a better school experience, you know, a a, a real school experience. Diversity. Yes. Yeah. It was great. Um, you know, homeschooling's a big. I used to actually write for a homeschooling magazine, and it's it's interesting. Um, wow. I don't. I don't like. I mean, I, I think that you have to kind of go with what the kids are interested in, and really focus on that because it makes it easier. And I was uh, similar to the unschooling, yes. But yeah, I was curious the cur- curriculum driving. If you're uh, totally dependent upon the child's interest. I mean, I've looked into the unschooling, and I've I've had former um, partners who, I mean, they were perhaps uh, raised by it and uh, more indoctrinated towards it, but it just seems so unstructured. Uh, right. I, I don't know. Your input? Well, well what... Eric did, my oldest son, is that he, they actually yes. got together with other homeschooling parents and uh, together they hired different people who were, had specialties, you know, English and, and language and all that. And they would hire these people and teach the kids in a classroom setting, you know, and usually one of their garages from what I could see. Um, and that was like the uh-huh. best way to do it. You know, it's like I, uh, with Jay, I, we would go to a lot of like science classes and I was always looking for someone to do math with her because I don't, I don't do math. I, I just, I'm learning disabled. Uh, um, the number, number deal you said spoke of earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, my, my mind is, it's late. <laughs> 
Yeah. But but I think that, you know, you know, I like I used mostly college level books with Jay because right. the information's the same. Why get the dumb books? And you know, we we went deep into geology, pop on my pop. favorite subjects. Kick yeah. Nick. Hey. <laughs> so uh, uh, uh. But yeah, homes, is, homeschooling is really interesting. Um, you know, kids don't learn that much in school as it is. So Right. You know, and, but, you know what you really but yeah, Don't no. you want to send your kid to public school to influence uh, the other kids there? Because you you could there's a bigger audience that you could reach via your child in a public uh, place. <laughs> I, Personally, I, to... I don't have children. Zindu is apparently incompatible with human sperm. We've not been able to produce a child yet. Oh. Diane, where's the hang-up button? We gotta... <laughs> okay. I love well, you, Nick. You know... We're just going to hang up on that call right there. Uh <laughs> Yeah, homeschool. Homeschooling is probably the best way to. How do you become a teacher for homeschooling? Like, are you? Are you depends when, on the state. When you say homeschooling, you, you you're still sending them to. It's still state-run stuff, though, too, right? Like, it's. It can't. It depends on the state. There's 50 different states. Everybody's got different rules. Mm. In Washington, you just have to sign a uh, tell the the district that you're doing a homeschool thing, and you have to have your children tested once a year to make sure that they're advancing in their studies. Uh, California, I don't know. California is a mess. Um, other states like Arizona has pretty much no controls. You just have to register with the, with the local school district to tell them you're doing it. And otherwise there's no qualifications. But the, the homeschool teachers, they get paid though, right? No. Hello. No, they're, no, they're called mom and dad. Wow. Wait, so wait, yeah. when, wait, hold on. We have a call. Is there a caller here? Hello. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. I made it on. Listen, Nick, baby, I know it's been a long time. I think things are good. And I heard Mimi on tonight, and I had to call Mimi. How are you? What an honor. Yes, thank you. Mimi Dvorak, listen, I handle a lot of business for Nick and I have big ideas for you. I'm picturing Mimi Dvorak action figures, play sets. How would you like that? How does this sound? Maybe Mimi Dvorak, make your own egg. Make your own egg. Like a little easy-bake egg. Only we if got my, big things. Only if my, my action figure lays eggs. Now, that would be cool. We can do that. With the technology today, we put a USB charger on one end. We put an egg layer on the other end. We can do everything for you, Mimi. Hit me up. <laughs> I, I'll give you his number later if you want. Oh, yeah, thanks. So, so uh, you, you, uh, you, were the, you were the teacher? Yeah. Well, I wasn't great, but yeah. Well, you were good at everything was... except just the math. So. It, and... You know... Yeah, it, homeschooling is a weird thing. I only did it because... <laughs> was cleaning the house part of the, the lessons? I would, uh -huh. Was cleaning, cleaning the house part of the yeah, lessons? That, <laughs> that it, and, you know, go Google something. You know, learn how to Google. That's <laughs> do actually a book a report. Very good but thing. But do research. 
Yeah, I don't know. And as long as it's curated, it's like curated learning. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Now she could be doing art with AI and have, you know, count your fingers. Uh, does Do you know what uh, Jay's opinion on AI is? AI art? I, I don't. I have no idea, but you, I think it's amusing. I oh, think yeah. it's great. <laughs> I like it because you're going... It's like a bad dream. You're going, wait, with people? Like, where did that finger come from? And why is it just hanging there? <laughs> and, you know, they, they can't get the hands right ever. And, but uh, do, you, do you get mad that it's stealing from uh, people, I guess? It's stealing from the Internet. It, Does that... have, you watched, have you watched the beer commercial that was done by AI? Uh, it I... is... <laughs> It's like a Fellini one. movie. It's like a Fellini movie. It's like you're going, what's what? What's going on there? It's uh, it's 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 insanity, but it's instant insanity, and it's kind of. Um, is there another caller on the line? Yeah. Hey, how's it going over there? It's going. It's going pretty well. Uh, caller, do you have a question for the guest, Mimi? Too many books. Yeah. Too many books. Yeah, Too many eggs. Dot com. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little drunk. I have a, a bunch <laughs> of questions for me. I I also wanted to start with you know uh, I was homeschooled and, and my mom was uh, my teacher and my dad. Uh, but we did uh we did reports on stuff. Uh, so we had to do a lot of research. We would we would uh, yep. read the encyclopedia. Uh, pick out a subject that we were interested in and then do a 500 word report or better. Yeah. And uh, if, if we did, uh, at, uh, we had like an overhead projector uh, or overhead slide reader or projector. So, uh, and uh, we would get records um, and play records. And, you know, if we, we do uh, mixed media uh, presentations and get scored on those. And we actually put together a lab. We did a lot of gardening and we raised some chickens. Ah. So, yeah. That's... Yeah, I think those were all good for, yeah. for the kids. But, but Mimi, so I, I have a bunch of questions. First off. Only uh, two. After well, that, they cost $10. Okay, I'll, I'll pay the $10, Nick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, Mimi, what's it like? Uh, it, being married to John C. Dvorak. I know that's the big question that a lot of people in here are... Uh... <laughs> well, uh, John is interesting. Uh, um, he's... Uh, uh, how do I explain it? There's a reason we live 850 miles apart. <laughs> John, John is... Yeah, John was an only child, so he's he 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 deals with that syndrome all the time. Uh, but other than that, he's you know we get along great. But I have all my dogs and my animals, and he's not so into you know having multiple dogs or any of these other things that I do. Um, John is interesting. The big problem with John is John's personality is exactly what it is. So he's a curmudgeon. <laughs> He, he would say things like, which he learned later, um, like he'd go, God, you don't look so fat in that dress. <laughs> and that would be a compliment. Wow. And I'd have to unpack it going, 
Have you uh, ever knocked John out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just find it really funny because it's like, just like, you know, we, recently I got a review on the book where someone said, oh, you know, John is so, was, is so supportive. And I'm like, huh. John's support is like, are you going to tell me another egg recipe? Are you going to give me another egg story? Come on. <laughs> it probably pushes you to, to do it, though. It's like, yes, I'm going to. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Um, John's really fun. He's really smart. He's brilliant. He likes really interesting things. I just recently bought him an entire 12-set encyclopedia from 1904. It's got to have a lot of good facts in it. So we, you know, we read that out out loud. Um, John is is exactly who he is on that show, you know, on his No Agenda show. He and I and I can commiserate with Adam when John is getting really grumpy. Um, (laughs) I I occasionally tease tease John that you know he he walks around looking like he's smelling bad cheese. Has he ever pulled any of his uh, famous practical jokes on you? Uh, yeah, we've had. Yeah, we used to have this head. Well, it's a mask of, and I don't know who it is. He he'd be able to say who it is. It's this big, ugly person, and we would put it in different places. Like you'd open the refrigerator, and there'd be this head looking at you in the refrigerator. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, I'd get back by building an entire body and having it on his side of the bed because he came to bed later. And, you know, it, it wandered through the house for a while. Um, we do other, we, yeah, we do all kinds. We, we're very, we're practical jokers. Um, my favorite is the whole thing where he gets me every time where he'll go, oh, you've got something on your shirt, and he'll point to my shirt. And when I look down at it, he, he hits me in the nose. <laughs> uh, that one never gets old. <laughs> never, yeah, I know. So um, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'm the worst wife in the world, probably, because I was never big on matching socks or. And all you cook are eggs. Yeah, all I cook are eggs now. Eggs are delicious. Actually, actually, John does all the cooking. Which is the other reason why I live 850 miles away because I like to cook too. So, but when I'm at he when I'm at his house, he cooks all the time, and he's an excellent cook. And then he's got his vinegar collection. There's that. Are do you think you're a better cook than him? I'm a different type of cook. But John's do, a little has you, a lot more finesse than do I do. You enjoy your food more than you enjoy his food, though. I, Just because I you made it, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I'm putting well, you on the spot I, here. No, no, I. I like, I love heating his cooking. That's how I ended up, you know, gaining, you know, 60 pounds when I was living with him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's an excellent cook and he's got great wine. Um, But, you know, I I like a different type of food for every day. So it works great. I can't recommend more having a marriage with two houses. (laughs) I have an office and I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that with everything. It's like, I'm going home now. Bye. <laughs> Mimi, now that your egg book is gone, do you think you could possibly ghostwrite a vinegar book for John? Well, wait, you have to understand how the vinegar's made. John. <laughs> it's 
there's still a recipe. It's you drink the wine. There's a little wine left in the bottle. You put the bottle on the counter and you leave it. And then the next couple nights, you do the same thing. So that before you know it, your kitchen is full of wine bottles that have some wine in it. And then he goes through and he, he's like, you know, John, got to deal with the vinegar. So he goes through and he smells every bottle and he goes, oh, this one's good. So out of like 100 bottles, he gets like 10 bottles that have, have a potential. And he throws out the other ones. And then those he inoculates with some of his other wine culture that he's had for years. And, and then it sits on the counter again with little, they all have little paper towels stuffed in them to keep the flies out. Uh, it's a very difficult book to write. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we, we want to hold you to that one. I'm, I am interested in, in the, the wheat book uh, because I've known a few other people that have uh, become allergic to wheat later in life as well. A couple of relatives. Yep. And it, yeah. uh, it's a very difficult get around. Oh, and, and the stuff that's out there that they go, oh, it's gluten free. And you look at the ingredients, it's got like wood fiber and <laughs> ground up bamboo. They and just put like, what you want to know on the front. And, 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 and you go for like I bought some frozen um English muffins. They look gorgeous in the freezer case. I bring them home and I let it thaw and it's a hockey puck. I mean, it, it is every, it look it looks, it tastes, it feels like what a hockey puck would probably look and taste and feel like. I don't want to eat this. So I'm having a real hard time finding anything that I really want to eat. So I yeah. guess I have to write I'm, I'm interested in seeing that come out. I, I've been going through uh, your book and it is it's fascinating, and, and there's uh, some great art in there. Um, I, I was reading in there that uh, you uh, scoured through a lot of pre-1900 um, recipe books. Uh-huh. And I, I'm, the language in those books is far superior to anything that we hear nowadays. Uh, or, or did you find that? Because I, I like reading old letters, and I'm a little weird too. I like reading old contracts and, and things like that. Me too. Uh, when it comes to the the old cookbooks, the problem is finding some of the terminology. Like they talk about a pan called a spider, and it took me forever to learn that those are those Dutch ovens that have the legs on them, the feet on them to hold them up out of the fire. Um, and then they have clabbered milk. And I didn't know what clabbered milk was for a long time, which is actually milk that's raw milk that's soured. Uh, it's you can't do it with pasteurized milk. Oh, that's just clabbered um, milk. I have that all the time. <laughs> that's rotten milk. That's different. <laughs> and and I don't want to keep keep you all night, uh, Mimi, but I would love to hear a little bit about your uh, history in the world of comedy. <laughs> yes. Uh, you were you were uh, you were friends with a lot of comedians. Yeah, I still am. Um, I hung out in the Holy City Zoo and the other cafe and the Punchline in San Francisco in the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s, and I got to know everybody. Um, and then I started producing comedy in Stockton because I thought that comedians needed a different audience than San Francisco audiences. So I did that for. I don't know about a year. Um, 
comedians, they were my, you know, they were people I could relate to because, you know, they're all goofy. <laughs> you know, they're funny. They and have they're quick into lines. the truth and critical thinking. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't like to name drop, but I got to know lots of them. Uh, which oh, is come on. You can so name f- drop on the show. It's- no, I can't. Yeah, come on, Mimi. Give us a couple. Well, actually, I can well, name drop one for you that I think I can. Uh, Robin Williams? Did you, did you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever Did actually, you ever have a, a drink with Robin Williams or hang out with him? I used to hang out with him all the time. I, I didn't know. I didn't have a television for years because I worked in the corporate world, and I just didn't have a television for whatever reason. So I had no idea what Mork and Mindy was or anything else. So I go into the Holy City Zoo, and he's on stage, and the audience is just, you know, just mesmerized by him. And he said something to me because in the Holy City Zoo, you had to walk to the far back of the bar and walk by everybody to get to the bathroom. Yeah. And he said something, and I don't know what it was, and I just shot back something totally rude and i got a huge laugh which was funny and afterwards you know the night ended and he comes up to me he goes you don't know who i am i'm like what the fuck is your problem why would i know do you know who i am (laughs) so we went out so we went out to uh we went out you know for coffee we started talking and we got to be friends and we used to hang out you know now and then uh, one night, about five years later, he comes up. He goes, hey, you know, I'm going over to this other comedian's house, to Dana Carvey and Paula Houndstone live, had, were roommates. You know, I'm going over there. You want to come? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll meet you there when I get off. I was working as a bartender at, at a comedy club. And uh, I get there, and I'm looking for him, and he walks in with this other girl. I'm like, oh, I thought he invited me. <laughs> So I went up to her and I, and I started talking to her and she ended up being my best friend. I mean, Teresa and I are, we write every day. She lives in England. We write every day. We talk all the time. So we figured the best thing we got out of that relationship was him inviting two people to the same party at the same time. Um, you know, yeah, I got to, you know, I was around watching like the first time Goldthwait was in town and, and, you know, it was fun. It was really fun. I mean, they were just people. Um, I was just watching Bobcat last night. Ah, <laughs> uh, he was he nicest guy. What a nice guy! I, you know, he was. It was his first night in San Francisco. He had come from Boston, and what was really funny is I was in the, the his first time on stage. He went up, and he kind of did this crazy person, you know, like street person, and <laughs> the audience was stiff and I've never seen an audience do this. They were all stiff. Their arms were close. Their shoulders were tight. And Did they know, shoot him? No. Well, and they were like looking at him like scared. And then he did like a, a upper class Bostonian accent. Like he did some joke about, Oh, the guy on the bus. And then he, he did this other and everybody, the whole audience did a sigh of relief and you could see their shoulders relax. Oh, it's, it's, it, He's not just a crazy guy who got on stage. It's, he's a comedian. <laughs> and then they laughed after that, and they were really engaged with him. But I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. You know, when you see an audience act in unison like that, it's really fun. And then I, I would go out of my way to see um, uh, Seinfeld because he was the, technically the best comedian I'd ever seen because he could manage the audience. 
He was hmm. so responsive to the audience. He had, took horrible audiences because audiences are not always good. There are audiences that are in <laughs> that a are bad really mood bad, when yeah. they show up. Yeah, they, they're they're mean. They're drunk. They're another, <laughs> sometimes, or sometimes they just have had a bad day and they're like, yeah, yeah make me laugh. And they're like, they have a chip on their shoulder. So he's the only person I've ever seen who could always manage the audience. He would always get them to relax. And he didn't change his material that much to do it. It was just how he approached them. And I thought, you know, it was really fun to watch. I watched thousands of hours of comedy. Live so, too, right? It was all live, yeah. Oh. I would go from one club to the next, and I was it was like four nights a week. It was I just was fascinated with it. So Was it mostly good or mostly bad? Because I know there's a lot of bad live comics I, out there, too. I, they, every, even the worst comic has one good bit. So I always thought it would be great to string them all together, just one good bit. <laughs> Were you ever um, uh, one of the loud people in the audience screaming at the comic? No, I was a bouncer. I used to take people <laughs> out of the audience who did that. Uh, I mean, I worked in comedy clubs too. So, yeah, I was always the bouncer. And it's really great to be a girl, you know, a young 20-year-old bouncer. Especially because... that knows how to box. No, the guy, you know, you go up to the guy and you go, hi, can you come outside with me? Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then you go, Bye. you're banned. You're not coming back in. Go home. <laughs> nice. It was great. Yeah. So, yeah. Quick little side note. Have you ever seen uh, Bobcat's uh, movie, Windy City Heat? I haven't, I ha but I don't really it's, watch movies much. Is it good? It's a good one. It's on YouTube. It's, I don't think I've yeah. seen that one either. Oh, it's no, I've seen worth Shakes. It's worth a watch. I've seen Shakes the Clown about a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that one. I haven't seen that in a long time. I should watch that again. Well, that's a, that's another Ro good one. Robin's in it is Marty Fromage. <laughs> um, yeah, Bobcat is just yeah. I, I mean, I haven't talked to him for a long time, but he was on. Um, you know. He was on a Joe Bob Briggs last drive-in last night. He said he worked for. He did openings for Nirvana, and then he started. He he, he was going to fight because he says a lot of really edgy jokes that you don't really know about until you. Watch them. Uh, yeah. He Although, said that there's a lot of people lined up that wanted to beat him up after the show because of one of his jokes. It was pretty bad, but it was, you know, he's it's funny. I went to Seattle about a decade ago now and to see Stephen Wright, who I had never seen in person. I was always missing him, so I wanted to go see him. And as we're walking up to the theater, and, and I look down and he's sitting there. He's sitting on the ground with a Starbucks cup and begging for money. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that I, mean, I, I recognized him, but it's like, it, obviously this is what he does before the shows and you don't mess with comedians. Um, but I thought that was brilliant, you know, cause nobody looks at who the homeless people are sitting there. <laughs> he does look a little homeless. <laughs> he does. Yeah, totally believable. That's great. But yeah, I know. I, yeah. You know, John was always, when I first met him, he would, he was always thinking like, he would have wanted to go to comedy with me all the time. And my friends were like, why does this guy follow you around all the time? <laughs> so I, I throw him out of the clubs at the comedy store. If you... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of miss it. I, I, up until two years ago, I, I did, um, 
Comedy Day, which is a free event in San Francisco Park every summer. Oh. I was, yeah, I poured beer, hocked it. <laughs> uh, and I got to see everybody again. It's like a, the picnic for the San Francisco comics. Um, did you it's ever, definitely did, worth seeing. Have you ever met Norm MacDonald? I think he's one of my favorite stand-up comedians that I didn't understand until I was like 30 years old. <laughs> I think we have to speak of him in the past, but um, he—he uh, was the last uh, comedian I saw saw uh, live, which is weird. He—he he was in San Francisco, and a couple times after, you know, comedians would go to this this. It was called the Sugar Plum. It was a, a little restaurant, and he was there, and I got to talk to him. But I, I thought he was kind of weird. I mean, <laughs> I didn't get him. <laughs> yeah, it took me a long time to get him too. <laughs> I, well, I, I bought his book on his audio audible book on his autobiography, and because I like to listen to things when I'm driving to California, and I'm listening to it going. He's full of shit. Yeah, he, that, that none of this book's happened. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> He's the uh, shaggy story king. It's uh, yes, yes, basically all he is. But it's, it's so dry and deadpan. I, I love, I love him. Uh, do you have yeah. a, Do you have a comedian? Uh, do you have a comedian you like currently? Like your favorite? Do you have a favorite comedian currently? You know, I'm not keeping up, and I'm, you know, I'm up here in the middle of nowhere, so I don't really go out and see comedy. I don't get a chance to. I mean, I... You gotta I, laugh, Mimi. You gotta I, laugh. I, oh, I do. What makes you um, laugh? Okay. Everything. <laughs> um, I'm still a huge fan of, of Bobby Slayton. I love Bobby Slayton. Hmm. Uh, the bulldog, the pit bull of comedy. Um, and I like comedians that... You know, I know who they are. Like, like Steve Pearl is one of my favorites. He's in Las Vegas now, and you know Mark Pitta. But I don't, I don't really go out and see comedy anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I still like him. I've always had a huge crush on Rich Hall. I mean, look up Rich Hall right now. Huge, huge crush. He's in England. He plays. Really, American. Rich Hall. Yeah, Rich Hall. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a face oh. person. I don't know people by names, but when I see oh. their face, and I'm like, oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge crush on him. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mimi. I, I can't afford any more questions. Nick, I'll send you the 30 bucks. Uh, <laughs> 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 thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, Mimi, it's uh, it's twelve thirty. I still have a lot more questions as I could ask you. It's twelve thirty here, uh, but I, ha- I have to use the bathroom really quickly. Do you do you want to stick around or do you have do you have to go? I can. I'll hang around. It's only nine thirty here. <laughs> Sweet. All right. I'm gonna play like a two minute long song right now. I'm gonna use the bathroom, and then we shall continue this converse- conversation. All righty. Uh, this is uh, Born to Win by Jim Maluco. We'll be right back, everybody.
Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Nick the Rat Radio. We are here tonight with uh, Mimi Dvorak. She's written an incredible book called Too Many Eggs.com. Well, she didn't write .com. She wrote the Too Many Eggs. It's on there. Uh, um, <laughs> the phone lines are open. You can reach us at 917-719-5923. Give a call in with your questions. Uh, any questions after, like... Um, one or two of them, it's going to cost like $500 now. Okay, we got some people on the phone line. <laughs> oh, I got, where's the button? There it is. Okay. Uh, hello, caller. Are you there? Uh, I am. Hello. Hello, Nick the Rack. Hi. You are, you are on the line with uh, Mimi. Would you like to uh, ask a question or state a fact, maybe? I don't have any facts for this current moment but i do i do have a question for mimi if you were going to start a podcast what would your podcast be about me yeah (laughs) the mimi podcast i'd listen (laughs) i have no idea uh oh i thought you said me as was the answer you know i don't know (laughs) uh i i have you know i have very strange obsessions so i don't know what other people would want to listen to oh you know what you Um, could do you could make a podcast where you read old contracts (laughs) just like an asmr (laughs) thing you go over old contracts (laughs) i have the contract in hand (laughs) (laughs) quick what what does moral rights mean (laughs) uh (laughs) actually yeah i'd listen to that because i have no idea Oh, yeah. I'm not an attorney, so I can't give out legal advice. Um, I don't know. I find all kinds of things interesting. I don't know if other people would. I mean, I'm in my own little head all the time, so. You, you kind of had know. me at strange obsessions. I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah? What is your strangest <laughs> obsession? <laughs> is it eggs? <laughs> What what would you have a podcast have me do a podcast about? What would I have you do a podcast about? Uh-huh. Uh, I I would just based off of what I've learned as of recently, some sort of comedy podcast. <laughs> uh, so, so I guess kind of like a taking pot shots at current events and whatnot, and maybe having other comedian type friends on. Uh, but that's just kind of my baseless accusation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm actually really interested in, which of course John rolls his eyes. I can hear it already. Um, I really like local government, and I'm fascinated with local government and with the fact that the only real pure form of government we have is our local government. But you know, that's kind of you know that's a little you know. It's it's interesting in a very funny way, you know. Most people would just go, "Oh, brother." You you um, made changes locally, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Well, I'm a fail. I'm a failed city council candidate, so twice. So I never got elected. I was I was the person who I wouldn't do yard signs because I think they're blight. And the first time I mm. ran the. The guy who I ran against, I really liked him. So people would like come at me really hard. You know, you need to tell me. And I go, you know what? Vote for him. <laughs> I'm good with it. Vote for him. So he won. Um, 
I, you know, that part, I don't take a lot of that stuff really seriously, but I am really fascinated with how city governments work or don't work. And the fact that, you know, they're the ones that really, that's the only government we actually have any say over. But, you know, that's kind of heady for most people. I think the only government um, we have is like a five-foot sphere. Um, wherever you can throw your fists and run from is where you're most powerful. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, yeah, I have I have a lot of weird interests. So I could tell you all about like my collection of pottery. Oh shit! <laughs> have you ever have you ever pottered? Yes. I cannot throw a pot to save my life. <laughs> I have tried and tried and tried, and I, my left and my right sides don't work together. Right. I don't know what I do. I can't do a pot. Huh. I make little sculptures. I no. But I like to collect pottery. Do you like to collect like it because to... you can't make it? Like you feel inadequate or something? You're like, I can't make these things. I got to buy them. I got to acquire what I can't I make. Have pot... I have pottery envy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I You know, I... You know, I own more power tools than any one adult human female should ever own. I have a jackhammer. Oh, have hell you ever, yeah. Have you ever used hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and my favorite thing to do is in the next month, I'm going to rent an excavator because I want to dig a big hole and put all my tree branches and debris from the yard into it. I love operating the excavator. I think I could, if I got like a 40-acre area, I could – set it up and just let women er, and men come and operate the equipment because it is the most fun I've ever had. Digging holes. I've seen those, uh, those pop up like excavator parks and they've got uh, big engine gear out there. You can go and rent for the day and just I drive do. around and move dirt. <laughs> it looks like a lot I, of fun. I haven't, I haven't tried I, it yet. you got to do it. If you have a big enough yard or if you don't mind, you know, I have a friend who has, do it. It's so much fun. The best part is the little claw, the little thumb that you can pick things up. It's like really, it's hard to explain it. It's like, it's fantastic. So, um, well, yeah. I, 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 I guess I have, I have a follow-up question for that. Have you ever been in like one of the bucket lists, a cherry picker or anything like that? No, and I, I want to. I really think that would be fun too. I have a I have a zero turn mower. I have a fifty four inch deck zero turn mower. I do crop circles. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so all those crop circles, it was you. Yep. Yeah, but I no aliens came to visit. <laughs> but no, I have so much fun with all this stuff. You know, I've got table saws. I've got everything. Although my most recent acquisition, which is a, I won't tell you about that. I, I have, I, I am an, I go to Home Depot and I'm just like, oh, I want that. And I want that. And I have that. <laughs> I, I can definitely share with you and your joy. I, I work at a theater for my full-time job. So it's, it's mostly power tools and just teaching people how not to cut off a finger doing it. Yeah, there's that. Well, I I do a lot. I do all my own work on the house uh, because I'm so I've I'm always doing something. You're you're currently mad at your house. 
Oh, yeah. Why? I, I bought a house. Well, I bought a house that was like a gorgeous house built in the 70s that was then turned into a drug treatment center. Uh, and they did it without any permits, and they did it without even looking at the electric code. So I had, like, wires of a different size oh, put fuck. together with a wire <laughs> nut over the ceiling and... And, you know, they built walls on carpets, and they just did horrible, stupid things. So I've been undoing all of it over the last, you know, way too long. And there's a certain point where, and, and then I, it, I've had some water breaches in the house because they had put in a sprinkler system that failed, so I've actually taken most of that out. But it's just, you know, it's hard to live in a house that's also your project. You know, at a certain <laughs> point, you just get sick of it. Like, uh, ah, yeah. Yeah, I got to get a little dusty, too. Oh, there's that. I have big fans, though. I have the big air purifiers that I use when I'm doing one room or the other. I've got about half of it done. I love it. John always call. It comes up, and he goes, oh, you still haven't done the tile floor downstairs. <laughs> it's like. Probably still looks better than his office anyway. Uh, yeah, well. I can at least see my floor. Yeah, I know. So I think um, his floor is covered with tin cans or something. Well, <laughs> tin well, cans was, and computers. Well, that was the big problem with living in the house with John oh, in the cans. Albany house is that when he was, you know, when he did all his, his columns and magazines, people would send him software to look at and hardware too. And it would be every day you'd open the door and there'd be like six or seven or eight boxes sitting there. And he'd open the box, and then you'd go, what do you want to do with it, John? He goes, oh, stack it on the stairs. So after a while, <laughs> you'd have, like, this little narrow path to get upstairs with. And then the mail, you know, we got, with all the press releases, at the time we were getting about 80 pieces of mail a day just to the house. We also had a P.O. box for the bills. And I'd go be going through press releases. It was like every day, you know, there'd be a stack, and I'd get a, a garbage bag full of trash it was exhausting. You need, so, an, you need an excavator. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Make a hole and just dump it all in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thank, thank you for your time, Mimi. And Nick the Rat, I love you. I, I love uh -oh. you too, darling. I'll see you later tonight. Oh, that's cute. You never, you never know who's. There's no screening of the calls. I don't know who's going to call, and I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh. Yes. Uh, the phone lines are still open. If you'd like to give a call in, you could now. Uh, have you ever had a paranormal experience? Describe paranormal. Um. Have you ever seen? Um. Have you ever, wait, there's a, there's a phone call coming in. Hold on. Uh, hello, caller. Hello, caller. My love. Uh, me or Mimi? It's Who's your? Hello. Both of you. Hey, hi. 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 It's good to, uh, good to hear you on the voicemail. I'm in the uh, podcast. <laughs> yes. Mimi, uh, call, I have so one question. Caller, you have a, you have a, you have a question for the, uh, the lovely Mimi Dvorak with Too Many Eggs, the book, dot com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do have one question for Mimi. Mimi, what was it like to work with Drew Carey? 
I never worked with Drew Carey. I'm not that Mimi. That's, mm. your, that's your question caller? Yeah. Well, I, I, I noticed. Yeah. What was that? That guy plays harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> so paranormal. I lived in a house that was, that definitely had ghosts living in it. Mm. They didn't bother me. I didn't bother them. So the there was, were... you, you believe in ghosts then? Not not believed them, but experienced ghosts. Well, you know, when the cats, I'd have, I had two cats, and when they would follow something, they would track something walking across the floor. And you'd go, hmm, that was weird. And they'd both at the same time watch it walk across, and then the door upstairs would slam. Uh, yeah, kind of. It doesn't bother me, though. That's cats, though. That's, that, yeah. was, that wasn't ghosts. That was just cats have psychic abilities. Maybe. I mean, I mean, we I think they do. I had my parents had psychic abilities. They could always tell when I was doing something bad. <laughs> it sounds like you were always doing something bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They just. Uh, what is, what's, you your, what's your favorite pet? Is a dog, cat? Um, I'm. I'm. I like dogs. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact. I have trouble speaking English a lot of times because I talk to the dogs so much. Yeah. I mean, other dogs come up to me and they go, friend, hi. Because, you know, I sleep with my dogs and I hang out with my dogs and I talk to my dogs and I cook for my dogs. And yeah. have, have you ever had a pet rat? No. Rats are like had- little dogs. Yeah. But I don't like this. I don't like. I don't like the smell of rodents that much. I've well, yeah, they're, they're stinky little and mice <laughs> and guinea pigs and rats. Are, rats are the best of all of them. Um, j- I'm just saying. If you ever had a, a rodent, I like rats more than um, rabbits. Even but yeah, they're a little stinky. They only live two years, but uh, but they they are like little dogs. I've oh, had so a, they're little heartbreakers. Oh, oh great. Hello. Is hey, do- is this my doctor? I thought I was hearing what I was. Hello, Nick. It's hey, it's me. Don't hang up. Hello, Mimi. Yeah, I'm back. Thank I hear God. I'm back. <laughs> Oh, no! I had That's a question, uh, not hermeneutics or anything of that um, deep shit. Um, um, the the elephant or the, the fly on the wall, the elephant in the room, are you in a chicken coop? There's some chirpy-ish background noise. We explained that at the uh, beginning no. of the podcast. It's, it's the parakeets. I'm keeping them up oh, and they're complaining. That, that, that's, I recall. I do yeah. recall. Yeah. You're lucky the dogs aren't in here. What what type of dog? You said you had a very heavy dog Bestest. as well, yes? I have a a Fila Brasilero. A Fila uh, say Brasilero. that one more time. A Fila Brasilero. It's a Brazilian Mastiff. He's Bra- about 150. Yes, Brazilian. Go ahead. They were bred to uh, hunt down runaway slaves. <laughs> Wow. 
very much a guard dog. I was oh, going to yeah. say the uh, uh, ginger, what's the wire-haired dog? The, um, I guess, gin- ginger. Anyway, wire-haired, um, yeah, good good dog for uh, similar, well, not, not slave hunting, but yes. Um, a... Yeah. My dog's, my, dog's name is, my dog's name is Mussolini. I thought you were going to say Napoleon. <laughs> Mussolini. <laughs> Perfect. Is a gr- Perfect. He's a, gr- he's a great dog. He just has anxiety issues and he's a little unstable. But did, he's great. Did somebody cut <laughs> Mussolini's penis off? Not mine. No, my Boy. dog still has his. <laughs> I, I'm just remembering a song from my childhood. Uh, Moose, Mussolini cut his weenie. Now oh, yeah. it doesn't work or something. <laughs> I believe I spoke to this fact on Hog Story podcast. I don't recall the episode, but there was a there was I forget the name of the breed of the dog, but it was a uh, one of those European guard dog types. Uh, uh, if it hits me, I'll spit it out. But yeah, the dog uh, actually had to be circumcised, and that was kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> Hello, caller. Hey, Eden. Nine Eleven was an inside job at World Trade Center. So- okay, okay, we're not taking one. Hello. I was yeah. gonna say that's a good uh, stop point. <laughs> booster on booster on that was the type of dog booster on very much a guard dog yep oh you're familiar what were what were they breed to to be like world-renowned chef why don't we breed dogs to be cooler things we bred this booster on is essentially a german shepherd in a non-German country, yeah, uh, Mimi, I think had some input. Well, well, it's yeah. There's a lot of different German Shepherd type dogs that are really interesting, but I like Mastiffs. I really like the big Mastiffs and Basset. Absolutely. Hounds. And Basset Hounds are my other favorite dogs. So I have, yeah, um, dogs are great. I think dogs are more interesting than people a lot of times. But, you know, you, they're the same thing. They're the exact – how you train a dog is just how you train a husband. It's exactly the same. <laughs> you smack him on the nose. <laughs> nope. You ignore the bad and you praise the good. Can you give somebody a call that I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works every time. It and really does. That would, that would solve yeah. pretty much every uh, issue in, in – Wait, oh yeah. Is, is, is no. there a caller on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey Nick. Hey Ms. Dwarak. Hi. Do you, do you have a question? I have okay. I, I do. Uh do you know what the one hundred and one folds on a chef's toque stand for? Uh, the number of egg recipes they can cook. Yep. Oh, man, I just I knew I was going to, I don't know why I thought I was going to 
get you on that one, but yeah, it was worth a shot anyway. <laughs> what uh, chef's toques? Smoking yeah, the hats? Yeah. The, the big the big hats. Oh, that's how many eggs? Yeah, they yeah could not cook? that kind of really? toque, Nick. Don't get excited. Yeah. I said not that kind yeah. of toque, Nick. Don't get excited. I'm t- it's too late. <laughs> Do you realize that uh, Dvorak? If you take out the V and the A, it spells dork. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I like that though. <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd call him Dvorak because he has that kind of gravelly voice, like a. Uh, like the 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 praying mantis on a space coast coast to coast, Zorak. Have you noticed that, that I don't I don't sound like what John says I sound like? No, of course not. <laughs> John's just horrible at doing impersonations. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I talk to him. have the same deadpan voice for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> he always says that I sound like. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> No, that's not me. <laughs> it's Regis. I can't do it, but uh, yeah, I'll try. Ugh. But no, you, you say you sound nothing like. Uh, in fact, this is one of the best episodes I think I've ever heard. <laughs> sorry, Nick. It's I'm just so, true. I'm sorry. I'm Nick. into cooking. <laughs> and, uh, and egg tool. Just proof that Mimi needs her own podcast. Uh, <laughs> She'll have <a> that. <laughs> uh, that's okay. <laughs> Actually, oh. John and I both like, uh, if you watch the old W.C. Fields movies, they always have like Margaret Dumont. Mm. And I love that character. And if I could, I'd talk like that all the time. It's like, um, you know, uh, now you change it. You know, oh, I can't believe that's what you're talking about. It's that oh, phony. Like yeah, I love that. So, and I keep trying Flailing to teach John. And I keep trying to get John to use that as my mock voice because it's much better. John should use that I, as his real voice. I, think, I know he I should. Pull that off, I don't think. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna give, maybe give him too little credit. He's got to be whimsical and and fancy free for that kind of thing, though. Yes, that would be lovely. Well, you should be fancy free with life. Life needs. Well, yes, but more fancy freeness. Yeah, Speaking of fancy free, and uh, I'm unrelated to eggage, I can outrun a zero-turn mower. Not with me, we're driving it. <laughs> nah, I better, oh, no, no. See, uh, thing is, uh, no, there's, there's this old man that I used to work for, and he's a crotchety old bastard, and he, like, he gets a lot of joy out of hurting stuff. <laughs> so he was trying. He was really trying. I just knew he was going to run me over on purpose and enjoy it. Wait, how it's fast can these zero-turn mowers go? Really I have fast. no idea, but I know I was in top form for speed, agility, and panic. <laughs> my my mower has a roll bar and seat belt. Do you have spikes so, on the tires? Okay, no, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. A roll it's, bar it's, with, with a 50-inch deck? How the hell are you going to flip that? Oh, you can. I've a few times gotten caught up in trees, and suddenly the... The front end goes up, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Can't get out of this one. <laughs> I try to see how fast I can mow seven acres. We, you should start um, a, like, a, like a law thing. You should, you should try to get like a bill passed where they have to install um, uh, uh, airbags in them. And just to piss no. people off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Oh, there's better ways to piss people off. <laughs> there's so many ways to piss people off. And I think that I think that's been happening a lot with with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of well, I live in a goofy state anyway, so I live in New York, Mimi. I live in a state that has no term limits for the governor. He's been in <laughs> office for twelve years. Come on. Okay, I didn't know that. Wait, wait, is there taxes though? Oh, here's the, they can only raise the tax 1% a year on your property tax. But the fun fact is they've changed it so they can raise the a value, the appraised value to whatever they want. Oh, wow. That's uh-huh. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. So it kind of negates everything. Well, uh-huh. yeah. has it been no, good or bad towards you so far, though? This uh, um, wild power they control. Well, yeah, I I just live I live in Green Acres meets Deliverance. I mean, that's really the community I'm in. It's like there's people here who have never ever ever been to uh, off the peninsula. They've never they don't go to Seattle. They've never been to Victoria, which is across the water. Um, and if you ever remember that Ma and Pa Kettle, you know, the characters, those old movies, that's a real family that lives up in the area. Are you, uh, do you, are you friends? Are you friendly with your neighbors? Some of them. They're probably shoot you if you're not related to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been here. Um, I mean, the, no, I, I live I, in Tennessee, so I'm well versed with that. Yeah, no, the this area is, I mean, I've been here 30 years, and I'm still a newcomer, so. Yeah, do they talk like this at all? Hey, you no, ain't from here. That's up north. They don't, they talk, no. they talk north, south, well, southern California, up though, it doesn't count. I mean, it's not going to be like I, a Yankee up north, is it? I'm in Washington State. Oh, Wash- I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Washington like State's coffee? a whole... Well, you have to have coffee up here because it's it it's raining for like you know nine months out of the year. <laughs> so, do, you like, do you like the rain? Uh, Why are you in Washington State then? Because I don't. Because the rain I, or the, the neighbors. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I'm in Washington state. Um, I like the summers up here because the sun comes up about four thirty in the morning and it goes down about 10 o'clock at night. It's gorgeous. Wow. That's a it's long, with all that long. rain, you get a ton of grass to mow at 40 miles an hour in your zero turn mower. <laughs> yeah, there's that. But, but the other end of it in the winter, it, the sun comes up at like nine o'clock and goes down at four in the afternoon. So I'm far North. You've been, so, you've been do, around uh, the, the planet. Uh, what, if you could live anywhere, like, without any worries or whatever, like, where, where would your uh, best place to live be? Is that even a question? Patagonia. Sorry. What would you say? The Patagonia, know. sorry. I, I like Hawaii, but I don't think I could live there full time. So I don't know. I have no idea. Why wouldn't you live in Hawaii full time? Uh, Because it's an island. (laughs) And after a while, I think I get tired of nice weather all the time. I think that would be hard. Wow, so you you do need a break from good stuff to have that. I mean, my. my, I I don't know. Hi, caller. Um, 
I, I just, my buddy, I, this is the third time listening to the show, and I like it. And I was going to ask you, what do you guys think about, like, the difference between legalization and decriminalization of weed? Um, well, in New York, they just legalized recreational weed, but they call, call your radio. You got to turn that down in the background. Um, but they've done it like shit here. Okay. And we still get our weed from California. Um, I think everything should sort of be uh, legal. I'm kind of an anarchist. Well, did, did you know legalization is a scam? So, yeah, I know. Like, they want you to regulate it, and you can only grow two plants or have an ounce or two. And if you decriminalize it, you can grow it like grass, and you don't get in trouble. You can have as many plants and as many ounces. Like, if you're, you know, driving around, but the, you know, how many ounces? I was just wondering because I, <laughs> I, I like your guys' show. You guys be making me laugh. <laughs> and well, you guys seem smart too. Sometimes you talk about some some cool stuff. Well, thank you. And I want to say cheers, brother. I got a beer for you guys. <laughs> cheers. Um, cheers. So, uh, how far down the drug hole do you legalize or unregulate, though? Like opioids or methamphetamines like is, should everything be legal or or i've heard some people say that they think everything should be legal but at the same time like of course like there's a place in new york i don't know if you know in the 60s or 70s they legalize it as heroin street and in some places in california they give needles so people don't share them and get infected and crime went down but at the same time it's like damaging people like like moderation is the key in life. So it's a very good question. What you ask, like, and you know how there's an opioid epidemic. People are taking pills. Yeah. What well, the truth is people are ODing on heroin and then they, when they can't get it, they get the pills and OD. So the people who really do need like Percocets, they can't get them because somebody who was ignorant did too many and OD'd. So they think everyone should be cut off. And it's a very touchy subject. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of angles. Well, I'm up in Washington State, and we were the first state to actually legalize pot to start with. And then since then, we've actually decriminalized pretty much everything. I mean, right now, the state just neglect didn't sign a bill into, that would make it illegal for possession of anything. Um, the problem we have, though, is we've got fentanyl everywhere, and we have had... I mean, we just in my little town, I mean, we've had like, you know, 100 people die of fentanyl overdoses in the last year. Is it is it accidental um, or are they like buying fentanyl in the street? Like, I want to buy fentanyl or is it like I want to buy scary. something else and getting. Well, fentanyl's just everywhere. Meth is everywhere and fentanyl's everywhere. And it's just people are ODing, you know, and because you don't know what, you know, what you're getting at all. If yes. it was to be if all this was to be legalized, it needs to be legalized in like. Monitor with quantity. There's these yeah. labs, science, right? And, and up here, we've I, also I heard they're spraying on weed now. Everything's um, fine. Washington, Washington State, actually, if you buy it through one of the stores, it's taxed heavily, but it's um, it right on the outside of the package. It tells you exactly where the strain is, where it came from, and it's tested for pesticides. So, yeah, you know, it's but Mimi, Mimi, mm -hmm. we just. In New York, we just um, started doing the whole recreational stuff, and stores are opening up in the gray market. There's only like five 
locations in New York that are licensed. Uh, I've seen about 20 in my neighborhood open up, and I bought some stuff there, and the packaging looks okay, but there's not enough information on this shit, and it's really... I, I Trust me, I, I'm a THC nutsoid. I love it. I've been doing it for the past, I don't know how long. This stuff, I think... Did it work? I think this stuff is like laced with something else. Like somebody, it's actually, well, one of the callers said, you should test it for fentanyl. And I should, because the packaging yeah. doesn't have everything on there other than the CA label, like the CA and the explanation point. And, but it's, I want, Our, I want more. Um, we have, we have in, I'm in a, in a town of 17,000. And I think we've got nine or 10 state run, state sanctioned shops. And there's growers here. There's a couple of big grow operations. They're all indoors. The stuff is, if you buy it that way, it's super tested. Yeah. Well, if, but, you, if you know the, sor- but, the source, but, but if the source is confiscated but, or confiscated. They're clean. Yeah. The, but Washington um, State. I, I'll tell you one thing now. Can, can I tell you guys a real messed up thing about, about the weed thing? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Do you think anyone deserves to go to prison? Let's say they're a legal gun owner, did nothing wrong, or not just that. Like, let, let's say like the the people out here who who do get a card, like it's amazing they have to pay these prices, and they police still discriminate. And I don't like most officers, but we need them. But a lot of them, they don't even want to do the paperwork because they're like, no one deserves to go to prison with, you know, for a little tiny joint roach or something, you know. That is ridiculous but there's you know it this the laws that they passed in the 70s and 80s never made any sense at all i mean there's no reason why you know people went to jail for 20 years or 30 years for having a small amount of pot i mean that's stupid um you know and it's it i don't know we kind of went that draconian way but meanwhile what we do we opened up the the border so that we can get tons of illegal stuff over the border. It's the you know, pharmaceutical. Yeah, companies. some of it, a lot of it's bad. I mean, so I forgot because I did smoke a little. Um, the story I was going to tell you, I got an OVI, which is what they call a DUI in Cleveland, Ohio. And I was completely sober and the drug test came back, said I was sober. Guess how they got me afterwards? Because yeah. you, yeah. you said they something. Gave me, you were like, yeah. Um, they gave me... Um, an OVI operating vehicle intoxicated. So they yeah. gave me a charge, even though the drug test came back. They didn't accuse me of being drunk. They accused me of being high. And I was not high. And when the drug test came back, I was sober, but it said I had a residual THC. Now, THC stays in your system for 30 days unless you smoke yeah. a lot. And they said you're still under the influence. So they said, we can still legally charge you. Oh, my God. They messed up my life for a bit. And I still got charged all kinds. Of, I don't know one joint that keeps you high for 30 days. Well, that's, that's the criminal yeah. justice system. And that's a whole other thing. The courts, you know, never plead guilty to anything. They'll do a better deal if you wait a little longer. Uh, you know, that is ridiculous, you know. Yeah, yeah I was very angry. Um, yeah. $700 charge, five-man mother, mother meetings. I had to pay $20 each, and they towed my car, $390, and I had a half ounce in my boot. 
I started crying when I, I didn't know he had to get butt naked. I took my boots off and I said, he, he said, I can charge you. And I said, I didn't know I, I kept bringing it in jail. I didn't know I had to change my clothes. So they told me they're not going to mention it in the report. So when I got charged in court, they said I only had 8.6 grams. Oh, yeah, and, those, and the 14. cops that night got really, really stoned off of your weed. <laughs> yeah, they took some off of me. Either that or they're going to plant it in this Lakewood, uh, yeah, Ohio. Now, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I know there's good officers, but a lot of them are shady because they're looking for a quota. And they're jaded because, you know, it's a hard job. And it's a, Yeah, it's a really hard job. I mean, it's it's such a hard job that it's like everybody hates you. You 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 the judges, you know, you you do a good arrest and and the judges catch and release. They let the the wrong people go, and you have to arrest them over and over again. And then at the same time, you've got people who are just the politics within departments is horrible. And then with this whole thing with, you know, everybody getting down on the cops saying, Oh yeah, you're terrible. You can't hear that day in and day out. You know, cops, cops are, cops have the worst job ever. And I can say this cause I wanted to be a cop at one point and I was actually hired to be a cop. And I just said, I, uh, okay. I can't do it. Maybe you know, have you ever, have you ever fired a gun? Yeah. Who me? Have you ever fired yeah. a gun? Have either of you fired a gun? Caller, Mimi? Oh, yeah. I, I've been raised around them my whole life. I have CCW. First time I shot was five years old. I did a little bit of hunting, and um, I noticed that these, these dummies out here that have done these shootings are either on antidepressants or they've never been taught what a gun was. And, you know, when you know what it is, it's just a tool. You're, you, you know, you're scared because your conscience is going to tell you not to go use it in the wrong way. It's about yeah. education. Everything is. Yep. Um, I, I, it, all right. One I, thing, I, and I want you guys to tell me that I got one thing to say. Right. In the 70s, our parents, uh, you can look in the movies. Kids would go to high school with a rifle in the back of their truck driving at 15, 16 years old. Yep. Because back then, yep. a car was only like two. You never heard of shootings back then because they were educated. Well, wait. I went, I graduated. In yeah, there was. There was shootings. Yeah, but. Well, no, I went to school in 72 when I graduated. The year after I graduated, one of the guys that I knew went up to the top floor of the building and with a shotgun was shooting into the schoolyard and people got, you know, the... the Shot at people? Got, oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah, that's they, a horrible story. And they didn't... It, well, he didn't actually hurt anybody. It just, you know, it was... The whole thing was stupid, but... The cop, it didn't make the newspapers and the cops said, well, boys will be boys and nothing came of it. Well, did he, I, yeah, that was a dumb thing for him to do. I can't justify so we, that. We've yeah. all thrown yep. rocks at cars, but you know, shooting a gun into a schoolyard. Well, I missed a couple, yeah. uh, but you know, he didn't shoot anybody. Maybe he was some shit. He, upset. What about New yeah. Year's Eve? You know, every New Year's Eve, they shoot ah. guns in the air and I tell people, Either use a blank or shoot it at the dirt so it doesn't yeah. hurt nobody, it, you know? It does. Uh, er, but I, I appreciate you guys. I like. Go. I lived in Oakland and every 4th of July and every New Year's Eve, I had to go up to my attic and look for the holes in my roof. Really? Holy <laughs> I <yeah>. believe you. <laughs> yeah. I heard Oakland was, was, was a hard area. Oh, it was interesting. Like, yeah. O I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. I heard Oakland's a little worse. Oakland is Oakland. I mean, I, 
I like them. I like your guys' but, show. This is the third or fourth time I listen to your show. You should I'm tune start into uh, TooManyEggs.com. It's the best new comedy podcast you've ever heard. You're telling <laughs> us to go there? TooManyEggs.com is just a book. Too many it's eggs. It's just a book. <laughs> .com. Uh, that sounds book. like a lot of farts. <laughs> I am actually typing Eggie. it in my computer right now. Eggy farts are delicious. TooManyEggs.com. Yeah, go check. The, all right, yeah. caller. We're <laughs> have a good night, caller. Uh uh, Mimi, I've I've drank a lot and I have to take another uh, little bathroom break. Do you want to hang out a little bit longer? Sure, why not? All right, let's listen to Rack with Dirk Markham. We'll be back in four minutes. Okay. <laughs> what? I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back.
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. We are back. It's uh, 1.21 a.m. You are late night. Late night warriors that you're up. Actually, you know what? It's 1.10. It's time traveling. You're like in in a different time zone, Mimi. You're like in a... I am. I, I'm on the Pacific time. How yeah, specific is Pacific? You, you are in the past. Do you feel like there's a like a, a weird war going on between the East and the West Coast of America due to these time zone restraints? Um, <laughs> you talking to Mimi? <laughs> Caller? Uh, yes. Caller, are you there? Do you have a question for Mimi? No, you asked her. What's the East Coast, West Coast? Is there is there a beef between the East and the West Coast, Mimi? Do you do you think the West Coast is the best coast? No, actually, my my family's from the East Coast. East originally. Coast represent. There, there's that yeah. biased in sports on TV. They do that. Like the do ESPN they? used to ignore the West Coast sports on highlights. Well, that's well, that's probably for good reason. Um, <laughs> Seattle's got good sports fans. You're up there. You got the Seahawks. Oh, they are good fans. Oh, please, please, no, they're <laughs> nuts. <laughs> That's beyond. I mean, we don't need to talk be. about sports. Um, Nick was saying East Coast, West Coast, like biased with politics, probably. Whoa, whoa! I wasn't talking about. I was talking about sports. We have, we have better food. Whoa! Well, there you go. We See, we have That's better food. Yeah. Cool. Controversial. <laughs> Although you got better lobster. Yeah, I don't say. I'm like Adam. I don't say controversial. The right. There's all the controversy. Is how it's done. Con- controversy. Yes. No. Controversial. I can't say that either. Controversy. Just, just, controversy just ask, is just, wrong. Controversy. Just ask me to say right. cauliflower. I can't say that the normal way because I was raised in Nevada and I just say it wrong. Don't talk about cauliflower right now. Oh, <laughs> Let's just talk about broccoli. So, broccoli is the better. So, I'll tell so you that Nick, story I, later, Nick. Nick, I actually did shoot something. I like broccoli and cauliflower. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I ask Mimi a question? Uh, is it about shooting somebody? No. <laughs> Mimi, yeah, have Tell us about when you shot your guns. Nick wants to hear. No, and I'd no, like to know I, about how much you do. I want you to say the I, seven dirty words or tell us about your bad language. And That's my normal if, language, if you, please. If you use bad language. It sounds, I don't think you've said a bad word tonight. What's your favorite I, bad word? Oh, I say fuck like, it's just, like it just falls out of my mouth. There the we go. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? That's the only one I use. Everything else. Oh, I, mean, I thought I thought you were going to give mean, us the seven dirty words all like savage. They are dirt. They're just. I, I, I use think, them. Yeah, fuck is probably the one I say the most if I'm screaming. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I always feel bad because I, I look around like. Is. My favorite bad word is uh uh, it's a Chinese word, it's guai lo. <laughs> it's means white devil. That's my favorite. I like how the the stranger thing in the kitchen is called chinua. <laughs> I like I like bad words in other languages more. Than more in, in 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 Farsi, that there was a cuss that that translated to "you're a constipated asshole," which I thought was beautiful. 
<laughs> it's a very tight clenched motherfucker right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> do, do you remember how to say this? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, well, I don't then, then don't try because you might say something that might offend somebody. Evidently, I'm in Iran and, and uh, some people I knew spoke a bunch of different languages and they said, whatever you do, don't go to Tur- uh, Iraq and say peach. And I really? never could figure out what they were. Yeah, I don't know what they were saying. Uh, Mimi, what's your favorite whiskey? Uh, <laughs> I like Jack Daniels. I like wild turkey. Uh, See, now like- you're talking my language over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I was a bartender. I used to be a day bartender, which meant all I did was mix drinks and drink. It was great. It was a great job. Everybody here drinks um, Jameson wherever I go. Jameson, Jameson, Jameson. My favorite's Maker, Maker's Mark. I like Maker's Mark a lot. Me too. That's, that's I think favorite. Maker's Mark is probably <sighs> the one I would... I'm not a whiskey person. I like spiced rum. Oh, see, I like, I like, I, I like a good tequila. And I like, um, although I can't, half the stuff, I can drink tequila and I can drink a good corn mash. I can't drink any of the other alcohols anymore. Huh. We but know like John loves that. wine, but does he drink liquor? Uh-uh. <laughs> Just me. No? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I know. No, he doesn't I, even try I, to keep up with you, huh? Oh, you can't, nobody can keep up with John. John has the, the wine, the first the champagne and then the wine, and then he breaks out the cognac. Oh, yeah. We're all under yeah, the table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cognac's a liquor. There you go. Ah, oh, it's really good. Um, yeah, I like mixed drinks, though. So that's my thing. What's your favorite, what's your favorite mixed drink? Sidecar. I love so- a sidecar. Do you know what a sidecar is? A sidecar is that little thing that hangs off the side of a motorcycle. A sidecar is, it's equal parts, um, it's supposed to be brandy, brandy and triple sec, and then you add a little lemon juice, although I like to add a little bit of orange juice, and you pour it into a sugared rim. Ooh. It's delicious. Mm. It's really, it's it's kind of foo-foo, but I like it a lot. And I also really like Manhattans, and at the same time, I like a really good margarita. Whenever you have to dip, dip the rim into something, it's a little foo foo. If you if you take away the the rim dipping, it's it's just a mixed drink. People like that, man. Oh, but rim dipping is good for everything. Yeah, it is. Sex. But that Come that's on. what Easy makes money. it. I think that's what makes it the foo foo part. I no the foo foo's well maybe huh? yeah people want that. It's an extra step. Exactly. Yeah. Foo foo. What I, customers I, want makes everything I better to, though. I used to work in a, in a bar and one guy comes in and he goes, do you have milk? And I go, yeah, we have milk. <laughs> and he goes, I want milk and tequila. <sighs> and I was like, you know, sir, I can't serve that to you. There's no way in a thousand years I can serve that to you. I'll serve them separate, but I can't do it. <laughs> You'll have to mix them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You do it yourself. Yeah. People are weird. I loved being a cocktail waitress because... When you're a food waitress, people bug the crap out of you. They're like, excuse me, can I get some mustard? And then you come back with the mustard. They go, oh, wait, I, I, meant, I meant ketchup. Can I get ketchup? Oh, God, yeah. So I bring back the ketchup. Can you, and can I you would, dip my glass in sugar again? And I would be the, I would be the person, the waitress who'd be like, Are you, no, do you need anything ahead. else? Because I'm never coming back. But when you give them alcohol, they only bitch after the first, the first drink. First drink, they're bitchy. After that, they just shut up. They're fine. 
So. And they leave with sugar on their eyeglasses. <laughs> you dip your own what sugar, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he needed. It's about to rain. Yeah. You need some sugar on your eyeglasses. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that'd be good. Sugar on your eyeglasses. Well, it's instead of the flower on it... the lawn, what's the difference? <laughs> sugar on your eyeglasses Call sounds back. like some... That sounds like a, a spy code. Eagle has <laughs> flown over the coop. Eagle sugar eggs. On your eyeglasses. Have you ever sugar eaten an eagle egg? No, I think I would be in, in jail. It's a good prank. <laughs> Maybe you the for, is that like the forbidden fruit egg. of eggs? Is the That's eagle egg? Egg. Since like the eagle is like the American bird, we can't eat their they're, eggs. Because you, they're endangered. I've had, if they're feathers... If their <laughs> if their feathers fall down and you pick them up, you you can't keep them. How They're, it's illegal. How is like the number mm. one predator of the birds like dead? <laughs> <laughs> they aren't They're everywhere up here. Where I am, there are mm. everywhere. They're they're annoying. They they will kill your chickens. They will carry off your your chihuahuas. They'll kill I mean, your children. They're, they're... My mom was afraid of birds. I don't like uh, birds. Are scare me too because they they have those well, big claws and and beaks. And I'm like, you're gonna. They're you're dinosaurs. Home. Yeah, they're dinosaurs. They pick on cats. They pick on cats. They swoop down and yeah. they tease the cats sometimes. And they're like, no, oh, you can't get me. every now and then. Actually, cat, I, cat I had, gets them. <laughs> I had I a conure. I had a conure who was my pet, and his name was originally was Buddy, but he became Bitey. Became, he changed. We changed his name because he would swoop down and attack the cats all the time, and then he started attacking me. Bitey was a horrible little animal. That's the only bird that's ever attacked you. Uh, Skylar doesn't get a chance. I have a macaw. <laughs> Skylar does talk chickens. though. Chickens, chickens are scary. I think. Do do I know do pigeons do. do pigeons lay eggs? Because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn. I could probably make a little pigeon egg farm. What's baby the difference between are... a pigeon and a seagull? Pigeons make little babies, and they're called squab, and you do eat them in the high-end restaurants. Really? They're basically oh. seagulls, right? That's like seagulls. the uh, lobster. The seagulls. seagulls are probably lobsters. fishy. Lobsters what? are cool. Lobsters are yeah. cool. That could well, be like... delicious. They're just awesome little creatures. I right? would never eat a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about an owl? Would you eat an owl, Nick? Uh, uh, Seems magical to me. They seem like they're too I got thin. a thing for owls. Nobody really, eats I, owls. Thank God. Sam Harris talked about it one time. And Sam Harris made a joke. You ever see a Seems wet like owl? Perfectly good. They're just like a, they're bones and eyes. But owls it's like a turkey. They don't make any noise when they fly. They're silent, yeah. Yeah, I have one that lives in my tree up here. It's it's a it's a cool. great horn. I'm not coming to your yeah. house. He'll eat me oh. in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I won't uh, hear it coming. And it was the coolest character in Winnie the Pooh. It was the owl? Yeah. No. Look it up. It was Eeyore. See. There's nothing better than depressed Eeyore. I loved Eeyore. Eeyore is cool, Nobody, but he's not the coolest. Nobody ass. cares about me. No way. That's why he can't be the coolest. Mm. Was Winnie? He doesn't want to be. The, was Winnie the Pooh gay or was Piglet gay? Probably both of them were. 
Yeah, that's what, I don't care. <laughs> Mimi, did you, did you ever have a gun phase? My business, you know? Was that? Did you ever have no, a? No, I did. You did not a gun phase. I had a sh- in, when I, I lived in Oakland. I lived in East Oakland, and one and I had a shotgun, but my shotgun was loaded with birdshot and rock salt. You were too real to be, to be a goth, lethal. though. You were like too real to be goth. Well, <laughs> I, I, I lived alone, and you know I had had. So anyway, I had this shotgun, and one night about four a.m., there I look. I, I'm above the garage, and the garage has like kind of doors that open out with hinges, and the only thing that's holding it's closed is a hasp, and they're old doors. And that there's some guy pulling on my doors trying to get in, and if he got in there, he could have gotten in the house because the garage was part of the house. And I look out my window, and I, I and I call the police, and the police go, oh, it will be about there 15 minutes. So I look <laughs> out my window, well, I go, I and I said, to shoot somebody <laughs> and I said, stop. And the guy just looks up at me, and he keeps doing it harder. And I go, stop pulling on my garage doors. And he doesn't say anything, and he keeps pulling on them. So I got my shotgun out of the closet, and I get it out the window, and I point it down at him, and I go, stop, or I'm going to shoot you. I've seen this at a school, at my own school. I know how to do this. And I shot him. And I screamed. And it was the loudest, weirdest, most blood-curdling scream I've ever heard in my life. And he ran away. He just took off down the street. And I went back inside, and I felt horrible. And the police showed up. And I went, yeah, well, he was, and I explained it. And I'm shaking like a leaf. I'm just shaking. And I said, well, you know, I shot him. And they went, good. (laughs) 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 They went, he won't be back. Good. Did did he scream like, uh, like, uh, I'm I'm picturing like Goofy, like when he falls down like a hill, like, oh, (laughs) oh, no, it was horrible. No, it was like, "Ah!" it was horrible. So, so yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, it it was interesting, but he never came back. (laughs) Have you, have you ever, um, shot skeet, skeet shooting or, uh. I did, I did, and I missed everyone. Really? Everyone. I couldn't hit a damn thing. Pull. Oh, bam. Yeah, I just, it was never my thing. Is it harder than I golf? I tried. I'll be right back. You guys could talk to each other. Hold on. I can't wait. Sorry. What about golf? Maybe? Where's he going? I, I know I've only, played min- I've only played miniature golf. Golf is hard. We- that's why, like, some people are horrible, and they still enjoy it. It's a neat I'm, thing. I'm really good at miniature golf. You know, I love it. Th- I love miniature golf. It's so much fun. There should be more of them. Or like yeah. billiards. People play billiards all the time, and a lot of people aren't that good at it. Well, you know? bill- billiards, I think, is kind of boring. You know, I played a lot as a kid, so I don't like it. I throw darts. I throw the hell I, out of some darts. I like. I when get I, the owner coming. The, go ahead. Darts. I'm. I'm not good. Darts are too sharp for me. I throw the darts, and the owner has to. I've had like every bar in town. They're like, "Hey, you got don't throw behind your head and slow it down, and don't whip it at the board and all that." <laughs> you know, don't, like don't aim at the customers. I'm not missing. I'm not missing the board, but I'm like throwing it pretty hard. So there's always a confrontation. Are you with guys the talking owner. about I'm basketball? Like, I'm sorry. I got to keep notes. <laughs> On my pocket, like which bars I gotta throw soft, and they're gonna come over. <laughs> I, I was raised in Reno, where 
you know, when you go to grammar school in Reno, this new kid comes in town and they're great and your best friends. And then they go, oh, we have to leave. Dad lost the house. So I don't really like casinos and I don't like gambling. I think it's boring. But what I like to do is I like to do reverse gambling, which is you sell people paper. No, you get $5 in nickels and the other guy gets $5 in nickels. And the point is Mm -hmm. one at a time, only nickel slots. And whoever loses the $5 wins. And it is really hard. There's no nickel games anymore. There are near the door. You're talking about the 90s, like at the frontier. What's a nickel? Yeah, exactly. Nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. What's a dime? That's a... I only got the nickel. I got I got Fed coin. I got Why the, didn't Meanie bring up the, gambling, Nick? Isn't that funny? Uh, it's a game. I know yeah, you brought it up though. I didn't talk about gambling. Gambling is like I, my uh Wait, how do you play how do you play darts without gambling? Who doesn't bet when you play you darts? You play against yourself and you just try to do better than last time. Same way you play a video uh, game. Mimi, have you ever played a, a board game? I got game? Mrs. Pac-Man. Do you like board games? Right now. Monopoly. Do I like board games? Yeah, have you ever played a board Monopoly's game? Monopoly's the best. Actually, no. What's your favorite board I, game, Nick? Yeah, what's yours? I'm hanging up on you, caller. The caller should have known about my favorite board game by now. I'm a, I'm a huge board game advocate. I think board games could bring uh, small groups of like five or six people together closer than, than uh, even Twister. I like Cards Against Humanity. I think that's great. <laughs> that's actually my least favorite game ever it was it was fun for the first five times i played it but there's really good board games out there that uh are, are in, are in uh, john ever... hates board games and he <laughs> bans them from the house really? no board games yeah what, what about uh video games you ever play any video any video games only on my oculus quest oh yeah the boxing game and um have you ever used a ouija board oh yeah as a kid yeah really that's a board game. yeah it's not really it's kind of a i don't know what it is it's weird you shouldn't use that you actually used i like i like scrabble but you used a, a ouija board though yeah yeah do you know you could summon callers with that caller is there a caller on the line that's right. I am on the line. <laughs> it is I. Have you ever used a Ouija board caller? Uh, yes, uh, with my cousins once. Um, scared the shit out of us. That's about as, as fun as that story is. Have you ever used a Ouija board, a Ouija board, Nicholas? I've I've used Ouija. Ouija boards with my knees. So yes, I have used knees. How do you boards. do it with your knees? <laughs> Just put your do it with your feet. <laughs> I think feety boards would be that great. We should sell that right now. Let's make feetyboard.com. Niji boards are a hit at uh, cripple schools. I'm telling you that much. You know they're really great for the game of you know like strip poker. You use strip Ouija board. That works. Strip. Okay. Is there oh is there uh, Braille Ouija boards? Or you just run your hands <laughs> over the letters? <laughs> I don't know. It's 
kind of it'd be better if you were blind because then you couldn't see what you were spelling. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, How keyboard does, is this? Does rid, does Ridgif mean anything to anyone? <laughs> Ridgif. The, the blind Ouija board. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't get it. That's over my head. Oh. Well, you're short, right? I am. I'm only about, <laughs> about yay, yay tall. Yay tall? Uh, yeah. I'm, I just, I'm yay plus two. I, what? I'm taller than I you, called. Mimi. I met you in person. Do, do you remember meeting me? I remember you at the bar. That was actually in that in the steakhouse. That was interesting, yeah? <laughs> was but you know what? Neither Nobody talked to that one person who came in. I always felt bad about that. You know my job on... I have a job when I go to the meetups, which is to talk to everybody in the room. And, and Oh, that's why you were so friendly to me. Thank you. <laughs> no, I was friendly to you. I've, I've seen your little... No, I know who you were. I know. <laughs> I keep trying to steal your little art things that you sent to John. Because I have a place for him and he doesn't. And sell me your P.O. box. And um, I'll send you a little package one day. Maybe not tomorrow, but... Okay, well, we'll exchange it later. Because I can send you a book. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, we have these books. <laughs> Too many eggs. Too many egg books. <laughs> yeah. Too many. It's really. <laughs> it's really I, I just called to yeah. say, Mimi, that you are a national treasure. Nick, you are as well. But Mimi, you are uh, amazing. I don't know. There's Curry and the Keeper. I'm just waiting. When are we going to hear uh, JCD and the Lady? You know, that's what I want to know. Have you ever heard the Bickersons? Do you know what the Bickersons are? John no. and I, const we are constantly bitching at each other. So it would be, it would be horrible because we're like, what are you saying that for? I can't believe you just said that again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you, oh, that, do you want to help me play that story again? You, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You want to help me play a uh, prank on uh, John? That's dangerous. Like, what kind of prank? Okay, that's a small one. So, I have I have a little podcast that I do before DH Unplugged on Tuesdays. You do, and um, yeah, I do, and we like to um, kind of. You know, make fun of uh, DH Unplugged a little bit. I was wondering if you would if you would be able to say for me, <clears throat> so I could cut this audio out. Hi, my name is Mimi Dvorak, and I love using my computer mouse. Yeah, but I was the one who didn't like mice. It wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> That's the origin of it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was like, funny. oh, I hate these things. What do I, what do I need these? I've got a keyboard. Oh yeah, I was that one. <laughs> no. Okay. Well. No, but but you know, the I'm one back. thing I would like to know is that John used to collect stamps. He was a stamp collector. What kind of investment opportunity? You know, like, is there a resale value for those stamps? Possibly. Uh -huh. To other stamp collectors. So like I actually watched a YouTube world? video. Yeah. There, if you have like 1,800 stamps 
and you have a full book of them, you can get $30 for it. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> yeah. So, no. There's no resale value. I know. I know. <laughs> they look really oh, good on the shovel of an excavator. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's amazing. John, 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 my favorite thing, you're trying to clean out John's house. You're trying to clean stuff up, and he'll go, no, that's a collectible. And my eyes roll. <laughs> John, that's literally a cup from Quick Trip. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an Info World Cup. We don't care. <laughs> I, I do have I do have one question that, that I wanted to ask you about. Where where did you where did you meet John C. Dvorak? Um, I met him at a party. And uh, I worked for Gates Distribution, which we distributed uh, a lot of soft early early software, like back back in the day when Microsoft was not a big name before they had DOS. And uh, before there was a mouse, so, way before there was a <laughs> mouse. And so I went to this party that was for a uh, a mail order software company. And John was there, and everyone kept telling me, oh, he's really important. He works for InfoWorld. He's a columnist. He's really, he's really famous. And I'm like, that's not famous. You know, like, give me a break. And so, you know, somebody said it. You it didn't was, know who it, Robin Williams was, Mimi. <laughs> I know, but I got to know who Robin was. <laughs> I'm not good with... You're, you know, you're, your leveling I'm, of famous people, <laughs> I, I, you know. Th- uh, ask me about Barbara Streisand's husband in a minute. Uh, so, 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 John comes up to me, and it was just like everyone tells me you're famous. Is what I said to him, mm. and he went, "Uh, yeah." I went, "That's not famous." <laughs> So we started dating. We started going out after that. It was really cute. It was a party. Was it like um, a friend's party? It was like, did you meet through like a, like, was it like a, oh, it was, it was work. A business, it, was a, it was a Christmas, it was a business Christmas party. Little get togethers, so, meetups. That's the way to meet people. Yeah. Yeah. So I, up here where I am, um, the next town over is called Squim. Squim is a, like a retirement village. And there's a cute little store there called Sunny Farms. I love going to it. So I'm in Sunny Farms. And, you know, during the summer for a while, you'd see like Barbara Streisand up here all the time because she was renting a place. But one day I'm in there and I see a guy and I don't recognize him necessarily. It's James Brolin, though. And he had a great haircut. And I go, God, that's a great haircut. And he turns to me and he goes, do you know who I am? (laughs) And I look at him and I go, do you know who I am? And he shook his head. I go. We're even. And I walked away from it. <laughs> I that's a, hate that's a good that. line. Can I can I steal that line? <laughs> oh, of course. yeah, easily. I mean, you know, which was like when I worked at a bar in San Francisco that was also co-owned by Boz Skaggs, and he was in my way. He was in my well, and I said, "Get out of my way." And he goes, "Do you know who I am?" I go, "Yeah, you played at my sock hop in high school. Did you get any better?" Because I hate when people do that. I just hate it. Did he like, did he pull up his his pants and show show you his uh, Birkenstocks? No, he was he actually was always really nice to me after that. 
Um, I just I can't stand when people do that. So I'm I don't I don't have celebrity issues. Huh. Except for you, Nick. Except for you. Well, absolutely for you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mimi. It's. I do remember you. I do remember you. We stood at the bar. You were actually up against the bar, and I was more in the walkway. The place was way too crowded. The people in the restaurant had no idea what was going on. That was the best part. They were like, what the fuck? Who is? This, who are these people? Where's this ragtag group over here in this fancy-ass <laughs> yeah. bar? That place was way too fancy for me, by the way. That's, that's not a place that I would ever really be <laughs> Well, it was, the, you know, and then people kept going up to John and handing him envelopes, <laughs> which was even better. <laughs> I mean, that was like a famous mafia hit restaurant really sometime was. in the past. Yeah. So it's like, and they're all looking and, and they kept thinking I was approachable going, who is he? I go, who? <laughs> what? Huh? And they were like, who are all these people? And I went. I don't know. They just showed up. They just showed up. <laughs> it was it was great. So yes, I do remember that night. What is that noise? That that is the um, the last caller hanging up. Uh, it's a Google Voices uh, ah. hang up noise. Oh, yeah. It's Google. it's a very complicated system going on back here. I'm surprised it's it's working at all. It's held together huh. by like uh, shoestrings and. Uh, what, do, do you have a do you have a favorite candy bar? I I bought a th Three Musketeers recently. <sighs> I don't know if you have them out there. I like a you know. I have mm. no idea. I, I don't know. You know? You know? I don't know. What is a swimming pool? Do you know? Caller? Is there a caller here? What? Did you put your candy bar in the swimming pool? What? Like, hey. Caller, do you know? Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, well, uh, do you know? I do. They're delicious. Uh. I have whatchamacallits. Oh, I know whatchamacallit. That's like having a now later. Yeah, but I don't know what a you know is. I never heard of that. I, that's the only thing close to that is, uh, you, you know the card game. Like, Uno. Yeah, it's like that. Um, the other thing I like is a mountain bar. And those I know you don't have on the East Coast. Mountain bar? What the fuck? You got these secret candies out there? Yeah, we have a whole bunch of candies that have been made forever, and I think they're in, from Oregon. Yeah, I'll get you in, you know, and I'll send you a Mountain Bar. All right, first, we'll 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 exchange PO boxes. I'll send you a bunch of yeah. weird, goofy art stuff, and and uh, you could send me some candy bars. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. The, the FBI um, will not look into that. <laughs> well, depends. Oh. Well, I could. There's lots of things I can send you. We have lots of things out here. You don't, you don't have banana slugs either. Banana slugs? Yeah. Caller, call do you have banana slugs? Bananas are good for your foot cramps. But I what about the like banana slug? What is a banana, banana slug? Banana oh, you slug? Turn, I don't know what that is. They're, they're yellowish, greenish slugs that are about six inches long. They're horrible. Like a mini banana? Do they vibrate? No, they just, they're just horrible. You mean they're like horrible. a mini fruit banana? 
Um, I've never heard of this. Cheryl, so they're pets. They're they're, they're big. They're everywhere. They're disgusting. What, you what step do you in mean a, everywhere disgusting. And this sounds good. <laughs> you said they're bananas. Banana slug. What's slug that mean, banana slug? That's, slug? This is I a shotgun uh, shell. Is it? No, it's like a it's it's like a slug, only it's twice the size. It's like the cockroaches in Florida. Oh, I'm looking at it now. This is awesome looking. Yeah, send me one of those. <laughs> With some salt. I'll send you a, a, a giant flying cockroach from from the sewers of Brooklyn. Mm. What's bugs the could like? be bugs could be cute, or bugs could just be gross. There's a lot of really gross ones out. Which which coast has the best bugs? The East Coast or the West Coast? I would say I would say West Coast has the better bugs. East Coast hmm. has fireflies. We don't have those. Really? There's no fireflies out there? Uh-uh. Fire You've been robbed. Nope. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, we don't have anything like that. Really? No. I thought they all. were universal. I thought they were on the, the entire planet. No, we don't have them. I mean, Nick, I would... Do you like chicken paprikash? <laughs> is that, is that in the Kama Sutra? It seems to be popular. It's popular around here. Everybody likes chicken paprikash. What do you guys think of that dish? I don't even know what it is. All right, we're going to hang up on this caller. They're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Caller? So, so, you know, when I lived in Iran. (laughs) When I lived in Iran, I could always tell, you know, I'd meet these embassy kids. And they'd go, oh, yeah, I'm American. And I'd always say, have you ever had any water out of a hose? Yeah. Yeah. And they'd go, they go, no. I go, see, you're not an American. Yeah. Like, even <laughs> I've had water out of a hose, and I've lived in, like, I've been, I've lived in the projects of Brooklyn, New York my entire life. And I've I, drank I always, water out of a hose. I wanted to get to a bottled water called hose water. I think it'd be delicious. <laughs> Hey, did you all know that 216 equals 666? What, 216 equals 666? How? If you times 6 by 6, it equals 36, and then times 36 by 6, it equals 216. Rock the... Uh, Mimi? Okay. Can I take a music break? I need a calculator for that. Yeah, please. We'll be right back. Okay.
Maybe? Yes. Sorry. There was a How far did you have to There was How far did you have to go? There was a there's a wait to go. There was a lot of there's a lot of scientists down here in the sewer. And um <laughs> they they clog up the they clog up the bathroom but it, line. But wait, if you live in the sewer, you should be able to just go anywhere. <sighs> you got a point, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, after a while, the, all the walls get covered. So much. Well, isn't that just decoration? <laughs> yes, but you know yeah. the 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 masterpieces already are on that wall. This one, it, uh, yeah, there was there was, but we're we're all better now. We're it's two o'clock in the morning. Things two, are good. Nine, three, nine. Yeah, it's eleven o'clock at night. Have you ever listened to Art Bell? Oh yeah, I used to before he died. Uh, you talk about Ralph Nori. Yes. <laughs> Ralph Nori? I mean Isn't George Nori? I like Ralph. Is it? He's a Ralph. He sounds like a Ralph to me. I rename people. <laughs> oh, hello? Hello. Is there a caller on the phone line? Yeah, there is. I was um wondering I wanted to ask a question to Mimi about like why she was putting her full cookbook on the website for free. Oh, wait, I know this voice. Who is this? Is this, is this uh, I know. George Ralph? No, this is, this is the, the, the wonderful Jay. Oh. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so why do we put it? Actually, yeah, there's a reason why we put it on free is because just like No Agenda, we believe that knowledge should be free and there should be no paywalls. So for people who can't afford a $48 book, which is expensive, they can download the entire book at TooManyEggs.com and enjoy it. It's a great PDF, That's too. That's a good explanation, yeah. <laughs> so, so Jay is the person who's responsible for the layout and the art in the book. And um, she is the publisher of the book. You, how, Jay, can you tell me how to publish a book? Uh, you harass your mom to give you the PDF of the book, and then you ship it out to layout guy, and then eventually you print the book and get it to the world. And they're all in her garage, and she sends them out one at a time. Yeah. How many books does have you have you signed, Mimi? Have you signed signatured a lot of books? Like like three hundred of them. So Nick, do you have a book? Do I have a book? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's um uh it's called the the Bible. No, I don't have a good. I don't have I don't have a book. I always wanted to make a book. Never never made one. It's um. You know, you could you could call it the Bible because titles of books aren't trademarkable. That's tr- I should make Bible two point <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then there was light. <laughs> Do you want pictures of TikTok videos? It was the best of times, the worst of times. <laughs> so, um Jay, why can't you get your dad to to make a book though? <laughs> He's very stubborn. <laughs> he doesn't write books. He writes essays. He's an essayist. Uh, well, you know, chat GPT. He writes pamphlets. He writes pamphlets. He's gonna he's gonna be replaced by AI very soon. Then, nah. 
AI can't be grumpy enough. That's true. We need grumpy AI. Yeah, they have no emotion. <laughs> no, no. So uh, Jay actually has been listening to the whole show. Jay, Jay, has the show been okay? Has it been good? Oh, it's been great. <laughs> Lovely. Oh. <laughs> Let, so, last week I couldn't do the show because I was on edibles and it was so bad. Oh, don't do it. You know what happens here? You know, when the, when we first got, you know, legalized pot in Washington state, people would come from out of state and they'd go to the pot store and they'd buy a ton of edibles and then they would eat a couple and then go on a hike and then they'd eat all of them and then they would be curled in a ball on the trail and the rangers would have to come rescue them it's called bear food <laughs> yeah that's what they became yeah because they were just like you know you can only do you can't tell what you're doing with edibles until it's way too late um mimi mimi can has is there any thc uh recipes in this too many eggs book no i don't like I always like to be fast, not slow. <laughs> okay, okay. But but CBD is fantastic. Oh, have you ever Did heard you... of uh, lavender blossoms? Yeah, yeah. The the cannabis, yeah. He's so good. I I love oh. um uh, the lavenderblossoms.org, I think it is. Yeah. They're great. Yep. No, I but up here the funniest thing to me when the pot shops open is they were full of old people buying CBD. It'd be like 10 deep. <laughs> yeah, I need those CBD patches, and can I have the CBD chocolate, and I need the CBD drinks, and yeah, it keeps people going. Jay? Mm -hmm. Is Jay still there? <laughs> <laughs> she gets really quiet. <laughs> I get quiet too because I hear the, the the birds chirping, and I. It's yeah. very. You could have a podcast where it's just birds. You should just record your birds chirping, and have and the dogs barking, <laughs> <laughs> and and the sound of the deer fighting. People yeah, are okay. into that. I'm into that. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Nature sounds to see me. <laughs> it would be. It's like a sleep sounds. <laughs> I think the best sleep sounds would be the sound of someone snoring. Uh, Jay, what's your favorite dog? Uh, type of dog? Well, yeah, um, you've probably been... a basset hound. Basset hound, really? Mm -hmm. Are they good detectives? Or have I been lied to by the media again? You have been. Uh, oh. They're lazy and uh, terrible sleuths. Although they but find food. they have cheesy paws and they are uh, great cuddle buddies. So they're cute and cuddly, but they can't solve a murder mystery. Jay, Jay was a dog walker in San Francisco. Mm. What, what's yeah. the best? What's the best walking dog? Are our blood bloodhounds the best walking dog? Because they seem like you have to pull them. No, out. they they pull too much on the leash. Uh, yeah. The best walking dog would probably be a a terrier. Because they're always just looking around and trying to get into mischief, but they they know who's in charge. Now, if you had to have like um, somebody protect you from like ten armed robbers, what what's the best dog to have? Is it a Doberman? Probably Pinscher? Moose, my mom's dog, <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian Mastiff. He'll eat anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're. They have a lot of it, 
the Brazilian Mastiff at, at dog shows, they're the only dog that the the judges don't touch. <laughs> really? Because yeah, once you get your oil on them, them. They, they know your smell no, the, and they'll hunt you? The dog, it's, if you're a stranger, you can't touch them. They will, they, they, they're kind of nutty. Oh, they're bred to be protection dogs. They're so fluffy, though, aren't they? They're like super duper no, no. fluffy. No, no, they they're they look like a they look like a bloodhound, really, or a, mixed with an English uh, mastiff. Yeah, a real short hair that gets into everything. Yeah, I think I've eaten at least ten pounds of dog hair in the last year. <laughs> and so uh, and spiders too. Spiders are. Oh, I hate spiders. Don't do that. Well, you told me about the banana slug. I I got today. I was out working in the yard, and I got bit by a bunch of ants because I was standing on their ant nest. I have little bites all over me. I don't like bugs. I really don't like bugs. And then when I was looking, I've got a ton of wheat, right? Non-wheat flowers, and um, I couldn't believe it. I ran into cricket flower. It's like I'm not, uh, uh-uh, no, not doing bugs. I'm not doing bugs. I don't care if it's. The perfect replacement for 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 wheat and not eating it. I'd, I'd hate to even say this. I'm a pescatarian, um, but sometimes in my mind, part of the reason I don't like to eat stuff is because I'm stoned, and it's weird because you think I love meat though. It tastes so good, bacon. I love, meat. but um, aren't shrimp and lobsters like giant bugs? They are, but you. You eat those, I'm sure. I I even eat those, but but they're they're not land bugs. That's true. Something about being on the the, the land, being a bug, is kind of like an underwater Wait, so bug. Only, sure. So you only eat fish. Um, as for protein, yeah, but I also do eat eggs. That's why uh, that's why the too many eggs book is like my new bible. It's like 800 so, new meals. Well, maybe uh, maybe like 400. Because you might have some mixed meat in there, but you know. Well, you don't. You can leave it out. Well, do you have any like fish egg mixture recipes in there? Like lox, lox and eggs. Lox is in there. Yeah, oh. I talk about it, but a lot of them, the recipes don't have any meat in them. I mean, a lot don't. So, um. Like, I would highly suggest learning how to coddle eggs. That's delicious. How to coddle them? That's when you uh, tell them that they're good boys, they're even if they did something bad. <laughs> you make them spoiled. <laughs> no, a coddled egg is, you'll have to read about it. It's a very slowly cooked egg in, like, a little cup. And oh. you can put, like, wine in with it and cook the eggs in wine or in sherry or milk. Uh, Jay, or Jay, what broth. is your favorite egg? Is it the um, Spanish one as well? It's probably tamago. I love a Japanese omelet, which is in yeah. the book. It's a. Is there a uh, Japanese section in the book? Is there like a worldwide? And, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, there's all sorts of different uh, worldy yeah. egg recipes in there. So there's shashuka. There's tamago. Mm-hmm. There's there's Korean egg recipes. There's Iranian egg recipes. There's everything I could find. Salmon log um, eggs, <laughs> which yeah. is very good. <laughs> which can be done with quail eggs. Um, 
Jay does the pictures for the Instagram for too many eggs. Uh, get off Instagram. Just put it on your own site. Host your own stuff. But yeah, I know you need you need the social media to spread. But um, the the mother-in-law eggs or brother son-in-law eggs are these eggs where you take a hard-boiled egg and you can do quail eggs or chicken eggs, and then you cook them with sriracha and a bunch of other spices and you reheat them up in a wok. Um, it's a delicious recipe if you like, you know, a spicy egg. I think wok is the only piece of kitchen equipment I might not have. What? I have a slap chop, but I don't have a wok. You need a wok. How do you make... How you got to get that round pan. <laughs> I don't really... I, I'm not too active with flipping my foods. Like woks no, are, no. seem like they're great for flipping stuff. Woks? No, they're really just fast. good for like stirring stirring all your fries up. <laughs> I mean, I'm in New York. You can't have a gas, you can't have a gas flame anymore. Are woks good on uh, electric stove tops? Yes. Yes. I that's what I have. All right. Well then maybe I'll have to just, invest you in You got to crank it up all the way. <laughs> the, uh, the thing with the wok is the best way to make tuna. I don't know if you buy tuna occasionally. But if you buy tuna, tuna doesn't oh, like sun, to cook sun all kiss. the way. You know, the sun kisses them, right? No, puts, puts the them fresh stuff. No, the fresh stuff, the albacore. <laughs> you, know, you cut it up. albacore, too. <laughs> okay. No, I do. No, I, the, get, I, I usually just eat I, I like salmon. Salmon, uh, I buy a, uh, not farmed. I, Atlantic cut, $20 slabs. If, if you get some fresh tuna, you cut it into cubes and you bread it. And then you throw it in the wok Panko. and you just cook it on all sides and you end up with, yeah, that'd be good. And you end up with these, it's like fish McNuggets. They're delicious. Ooh, that does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm yeah. look for some woks tonight. What's the <laughs> diameter of a wok? Like 48, 36, 20, 24, 18? Is there like a diameter of wok that's best? They come in different I, sizes. I'm a girl. I can't tell what six inches is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll look for uh, the It's the uh, roundest pan you can find. <laughs> the, the roundest... <laughs> oh, I'll get the closest one to pie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it this big? <laughs> a uh, little bit bigger than this. Jay, do you have any opinions on AI artwork? Are are you against it? It's great for inspiration. What if somebody was to sell it? Would that make you mad? If somebody sold AI artwork. It's a little cheap, but. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people mad because I understand AI does steal from other art styles. Like, oh, it's going to take this guy's art style and make it. But. If you're an informed buyer and you're buying something, like uh, instead of dogs playing poker, you got chickens playing. People are buying art that Hunter Biden is blowing paint around on a piece of paper, please. <laughs> so why get mad at anything? Like, why is this? <laughs> I mean, I hear he's really good at blowing things, but, you know. I don't get it. That's his performance art then, and I would buy that. (laughs) 
Yeah, if he'd do it like a Benny Hanna plays where he just blows the art in front of you. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> I see actually would pay not blower. to see that. I don't know if I'd want to. <laughs> You're into some strange artwork. <laughs> Not enough spit. Not enough spit. I won't pay that much for it. You get a half-chewed shrimp on your canvas. Delicious. I love that. (laughs) Did somebody just eat a banana that was an artwork? They were hungry. But it's still It's going to rot. If it was like encased in um, resin or whatever, and then the person ate it, then I'd give him kudos. Because he'd poop it out. It'd still be okay. Yeah, there's that. Of course, if you made art out of Twinkies and McDonald's hamburgers, they don't rot either. So when when I hear that story about the banana being eaten, I think that the person eating the banana is just as famous as the artist that taped it to the wall. Well, now his stomach <laughs> is for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, art that's pretentious art always bothers me. It's like when you stand around and you go to any of these art galleries and and, and you're looking going. <laughs> That's a piece of shit. And everyone's going, oh, what do you see in it? Uh, uh, I always equate that to uh, modern art. Whenever I heard modern art, I always uh, equated it to uh, most garbage. Because there's there's a lot of really good art out there, too. That's not... Well, I I do have... I don't know where the rest of it is. John and I had a bunch of graffiti done on, on plywood by graffiti artists in Oakland. So I have a four-panel piece that I would love to put up that's gorgeous. So, you know, I would have bought that. But actually, I think we paid for it. We bought the art, the paint. Um, I don't know. Art's whatever you want it to be. That's it's very not. true. And sometimes yeah. the... But yeah, but modern art sucks. <laughs> I'd rather look at AI art than modern art. <laughs> ah! Like now we know sw- your weakness. Swabs of colored paint. <laughs> like, oh, look, this... This piece of wood has four different reds on it. Yeah. That's great. Show me a, show me some monkeys playing golf with 20 <laughs> fingers. I'd rather see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, – I don't know where it came from. I don't. Well, okay, there's two pieces of art. One is John and I were in Paris, and we were up on the top of the hill, whatever that is. And there was this guy painting, and, and it was dark. And it – that's kind of pretty so the guy's like well how much money do you have (laughs) like "Mm, i don't like this were you being robbed or are you just buying a painting (laughs) so so that he goes well i'll take american so i'm like okay i got 50 he's like okay and he takes it and he wraps it up carefully be careful because it's still fresh paint so we keep it wrapped up. We take it on the plane. We take it home. It's a bitch to get it on the plane. You know, it's too big for the carry-on. It was just an ordeal. Wow. We get home. Yeah. We finally unwrap it. It's a photograph that the guy was putting oil paint on. It's what's a total it? piece. It's a total piece of shit. What's it feel like? Yeah, it sounds like unfinished. <laughs> it, it was just like. It's a picture with just dabs of paint here and there. It looked good in the dark. <laughs> it's it's like but, meeting the beautiful woman in the bar at three a.m. You hey, know? you're 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 alive to tell the story. So, so there was that, and then there was this other piece that was clearly done with a series of uh, stencils, except that they forgot one of the stencils, 
and it looks fine until you look at it and you go, wait, they have no legs. Oh, wait, <laughs> none of them have any feet. <laughs> feet are hard to so, do. Feet are very difficult. It was, it was a stencil. So, you know. Have you ever seen AI feet? Have you ever seen AI fingers? I love the fingers. I know, but you never see the feet because that's 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 the next thing. We should uh, look up uh, AI do some AI. feet because there'll be like 30, 30 toes on those things. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Like I don't think I've ever seen an AI foot. I know about the hands. Oh. Teeth are fucked up too. The, the AI does the teeth really fucked up and it does hands really fucked up. But it I don't know about toes. face is pretty bad too. You know what's really weird though? They restrict what we could see. They don't let us uh like may maybe AI um uh penises oh, have like AI porn yeah. might be the best. <laughs> oh my god, he's got six. It's <laughs> I think you can wow. install the software to look at images to build stuff, but it's who's got time for this shit? This is all very yeah. expensive toys that <laughs> all suck. <laughs> Yeah, it, we won't even hear about it after a year or so. I think it's going to go away. I don't think it can do it. But, you know, isn't everything kind of AI-ish right now? I mean... W- WordPress is AI. <laughs> like, installing a server in the click of a button is AI. Well, I was thinking more about the whole women of the year are men now. and <laughs> That's a that's, uh, CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, isn't there an uncanny valley for the AI art? There's a, there's a, I, somebody was, I was just listening to a comedian talking about the, um, that there's so many more, um, men becoming women taking up news slots than women becoming men taking up news slots. But the women becoming men are, there's more of them, uh, they, than the men becoming the women. But the stories in the news are all about the men becoming the women instead of the women becoming the men. And there's yeah. a there's a birth birthers instead of saying women you call them birthers. But what about the men? You don't call them ejaculators, do you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but that's not in the news. Hey there. <laughs> was... hey there, listen. Hey, hey, ejaculator, get over here. <laughs> I got a job for you. Um. I find it to be all like, you know, I'm old, so I'm like forever confused. (laughs) Like, I mean, but I, but when I was doing Zoom meetings and they make you put in your pronoun, I would put she and then it. They made you put it in? Yeah, yeah. It's a pronoun, (laughs) preferred pronoun. So I do she, it, which has to be said together. (laughs) She. Well, you were. Uh... <laughs> I guess I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also the one that kept bitching when I'd have to go in and like, wait, do we have to wear pants in the meeting? <laughs> it's 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 we have to. Uh, oh boy, there's there's a. Did you ever did you ever take one of those sexual harassment tests? Ah, uh, yeah. I always fail at them because I'm not good at sexually harassing people. Oh, were you doing it to to sexually harass them or to not? Because I I'm confused by that. Because uh, it's like forced. If you if you if you're working, you have to take these 
sexual harassment well, tests. Well, well, wait. Do you know the difference between a cheeseburger and a blowjob? Um, is it something about gluten? One's gluten free. <laughs> is that sexual harassment or not? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, what? He's just asking me my preferences for lunch. <laughs> I forget it. You know, I don't know. I have trouble with. I don't understand. Uh, and my daughter, my daughter always tries to explain it to me. I don't get it. <laughs> Wait, Jay has it figured out. Yeah, I, I can't. I guess I'm a. I don't know. I don't understand the big preference here. There's nothing better than like a really cute lesbian girl who's, you know, who's boyish and charming. You know, why does she want to be a man? Come on. I think the mystery is better. Like if if I didn't know yeah, that. It's the Prince... best of both worlds, mom. I <laughs> <laughs> don't understand that. You know, and then the whole thing with, you know, uh, you know, uh, we have a, what, a swimmer who just can't beat guys. So he's starting to beat women. I thought you're not supposed to beat women. Well, unless they ask for, ask for it, right? Exactly, right. As long as there's a safe word, I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't care if uh, somebody uh, I don't announces care. their pronouns, really. It's like, okay, sure. That's. Oh, I'm not going to remember it two minutes from now. Sure. Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> I mean, I can't keep track of that. Why do people want to divulge so much about themselves is the weird part to me. It's like, why do you want me to know more than I need to know about you? <laughs> I There was oh. one person who, who will remain nameless would come up to me all the time and say, I'm asexual. Like, oh, I, <laughs> let me shake your hand then. You have a very clean hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't want someone to come up to me. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care even if you sleep with, you know, like banana slugs. I don't care. Don't tell me. It's not information relevant to my world. Is is political <laughs> you know? party part of your pronouns? Uh, I am. Yeah. And uh, your well, nationality and your, your ancestry and your DNA and your. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? So like, hey, you know? uh, what's your name? Okay, you. <laughs> I need this. Thank you. All right. Bye. But if you want to tell me all it's, I don't know. Eh. Yeah. Well, what's even better when you're a female, uh, as in identify as or are, other women tell you things that you never wanted to hear. I mean, they'll, they'll tell you things like, you know, that guy I dated, you should have seen his dick. It's like, what? I don't, I don't want to, I know this person. I don't want to know about this. Stop. And everybody's the same. Guys do that too. Have you ever have you ever had a guy show you how deep his belly button was with his finger? Hey, hey, look how deep my belly button is. I, I do. I don't want to know this. No, it's bad. Bad. It's all bad. <laughs> what's What's bad is when they pull out the lint and show you how much lint can be in there. <sighs> you know, like I don't want to see your lint ball. I don't Ooh, want to I see wanna, any of this. Want to make some? Please lint, stop. Please stop. Lint lint plushy stuffed animals. Actually, I've been doing felting. You could probably yeah, felt you could do it with the felt needle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried it with dog hair. <laughs> I tried it with my hair. 
You might discover it's much something. much better with cat hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, dryer lint. I was thinking I could do it with that. Wait, use a furball. When they hack it up, use that as the core. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice and moist. And then you get the uh, good base. dryer lint. It's perfect. <laughs> and then you can sell it to people. Yeah, Etsy. <laughs> yeah, Etsy. Cat hairballs. Mm. I, there's there's a it might be again it might be illegal to sell uh, animal uh, puke puke <laughs> I don't know whale puke the most expensive spice in the world is ambergris which is whale vomit really is there uh-huh. can I get like an ETF in this or is there a stock I could <laughs> no but if you walk the beach and you find some ambergris it's worth it. Oh, you're it's, rich. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely rich. Yep. Wait, have you come across Isn't, this? Uh, a a no. beaver, beaver butt gland scent is also a part of perfume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. dead whales and beaver anuses. Okay. No. <laughs> whale, whale. That's puke. how you smell beautiful. <laughs> God, you smell great. You smell just like a beaver ass. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, Musk scent used to be a big thing in the 70s. Now Everyone it's Elon like... Musk. Uh, yeah, he spelled his name wrong. <laughs> I know his name's really Noel. <laughs> yeah, he's. Is it just me or does he look like an alien? Like a real alien? He's pretty weird. There's a lot of weird people that are very famous, though. Yeah, and I don't know why. There's a do you do you know what a Zeitgeist is? Zeitgeist, yeah. Zeitgeist. It's a really good bar in San Francisco. <laughs> but besides that, do you, do you think one exists? Do you think there is a Zeitgeist? Like, because I think that's real. I think there really is just some weird story weaving monstrosity that controls everything. I don't know how this shit happens. Well, it's very strange. Well, I have always believed that there are Loki characters that wander the earth and you have to be kind to them or your life turns to shit. You know, that there's 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 little beings that that exist for no other reason than to fuck up your life. Do you think they are they're not they're not uh they're not like humanoid earthlings? Do you think they are like extra dimensional of cuz they yeah. probably are. They really fucking have to be. Otherwise, I have there's, lost hope in humanity. There's, we don't, we think we know. We don't know. There's all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, have you ever like just said, well, you know, like my close friend, Teresa, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that the universe is just energy that guides you. So she said, you know, I, I want to get, I want to find a guy that I can get married and have a house and have kids. And then she met a guy who couldn't be in this country for a whole lot of weird reasons. And then she had a house. She moved to England. She had a baby. She had everything. And she goes, oh, you know, I, you know, I wish I could have met a guy. And I go, wait, you already asked for the universe for a husband and a house and a baby, and you have it. You just didn't say he had to be American and you had to live in this country. <laughs> but you got what you wanted. 
you know, I think that the universe really does give you what you want when, you know, when you need it. Do, so, do you know who Robert Anton Wilson is? No. You should look into him. He's cool. Uh, he, uh, how about like Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary or uh, McKinnon? Uh, any, any of those weird drugged out LSD philosophers? Um, I didn't. I don't. Maybe. Okay. Well, they're 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 a they're a fun group to listen to about um, stuff. I guess I don't know. I'm really drunk. We, and we high used right to now. do it. We used to do LSD in school. When I was a kid, so. Like during, that's why you were bad at math class. No, I was, I was bad at all classes with that. I was like, I feel green. <laughs> you know, quit playing with your paint. You know, this art class. No, I can feel it. I feel it inside me. Wait, you know? can I? Can I ask Jay? Have you ever done any drugs? I cannot confirm nor deny. I bet you <laughs> haven't even drank any coffee yet. Oh, no, she's a coffee maker. <laughs> well, then you just confirmed a drug right there. You, you failed. You... No, my mom confirmed it. It wasn't me. <laughs> Good point. I failed. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I know. I, no, Jay was a really good kid compared to me. <laughs> you mean she's never destroyed somebody's lawn with foul words? <laughs> we went to my TP to house with so many layers of toilet paper that people couldn't get out the front door in the morning. Jay, have you ever egged a house? Have you ever thrown eggs at a house? No, I wish I did, though. <laughs> See, you're missing I out. I feel like I'd be, like, convictor of a family at this point, though. So, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, she she did other things. She'd, like, swim across the Rio Grande or something. What? Wow. Well, you should egg a house for Halloween, get caught by the police, and promote too many eggs as a misdemeanor. I should. <laughs> she's she's pass out business cards. <laughs> I just had too many. I can't stop throwing them at these houses. <laughs> like, what are you going to go no. to jail for? Like a week? I don't think. You're... Yeah, she's too sweet. Yeah, it's she a vacation. <laughs> Wait, who sent out the books? Who'd mail out the damn books? Well, wait a week. They're in. We're so still in Jay, a pandemic. So a thousand, <laughs> a thousand books takes up how much of a garage? Two. Uh, about a third of it. <laughs> Go to too many and buy a book today. Yeah, clean out her garage, please. Yeah, please. I need to park my car in my garage again. <laughs> as soon as you clear out the garage, we can make it into a podcast studio. Oh, no. If for cars, yeah. Podcast studio. Wait, where is your podcast studio? I'm in the, the sewers. The sewers. The yeah, sewers I'm in, should uh, be wide I'm open. In, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York. I've I, I I've been uh, I've been in Brooklyn my entire life. Really? Yeah. Have you ever left? Uh, very rarely. Okay. <laughs> I went to, I don't think, I went to the we East were, Coast a couple times. I mean, West Coast a couple times. Yeah. We never got to go to Brooklyn when we were in New York. It yeah. seems so far away. It is. It's a whole other area. It's it's the same garbage as... Well, it's not like Manhattan. It's a little bit more... Uh, um, less vertical. 
What do you do with the snow when it snows? Um, I'm always curious. How did I usually I pee how... in it? <laughs> don't eat that stuff no let, I've let, always wanted... last year there was like no snow at all uh before i you know i, I like to you know, we push it to the side it covers up cars and then you need to have a shovel in your car and it's a nightmare it's really shitty when it's snows. every actually every everything that has to do with cars is shitty here yeah i'll agree with that one time i was in i was going to the i was on the east coast and i was in a cab and somebody cut the cabbie off and he got really mad and he <laughs> got well, really fast and he cut in front of the guy and then he opens his door and he gets out with a baseball bat and he smashes all the windows on the guy's car really did you and have you should have back. put that on tiktok you could have been you could have made a lot of money off of that and I, he gets back in the car and he turns around and he goes, yeah, well, we might be a few minutes late. <laughs> That's all he says to me and he gets me to the airport. I was like, ah, I'm terrified. I was like, you know, 25. I didn't know what to do. Like, was your stuff oh. in the trunk? Uh, yeah. In, that would have kept I, me in the to car get... too. Like if my stuff was in the trunk, yeah. like, all right, well, I'm fucked. All right, just, let's get out of here. It's well, I'm not going to get out on the freeway. I was <laughs> For... I, and I'm just like I'm not crazy uh, with a bat. Yeah, I uh, I was very quiet, and I gave him a good tip. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, you know, things happen. I one time for a vacation, I went to Newark. For a vacation? Well, I was going to South Jersey because my <laughs> my secretary that I had in San Francisco went home so i flew into newark and then i had to figure out how to get to where she was in south jersey which was really interesting because i can say that people in newark the people i met that day were absolutely the least helpful people i've ever met in my life i found i had more help in vermont when i was in vermont i mean they were like that's, that's canada canadians are very nice people wait is vermont canada Canadians are Canadians. Canadians are interesting. I go up to, you know, what we can take the ferry across from Port Angeles to Victoria, Canada on, on Vancouver Island. And one time John and I are in the car and the, you know, the Canadian border people are standing there. And one guy goes, do you have any guns? Because you can't bring guns into Canada. And, and John, John flexed. Goes, no. I was like, yes, no, jo two. <laughs> John, John says, no, we don't have any guns. And the guy goes, do any of your friends have guns? <laughs> and John's like, where's this going? <laughs> <You know? laughs> what? Actually, to, for me, to, I, when I was up here with the kids, I would go to Canada. We'd go a lot. And I had to have a letter from John that was notarized saying that I could bring my children into Canada. Jeez, they're really that scared of guns that they're like trying no. to get you to narc on your friends? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he was just bored. But John was really odd about it. So, so one well, time, it's so not questions like, well, did, did your family, did your family yeah. ever... Have a gun? Do you have gun? <laughs> That's where he was. He, the guy was just obsessed with it. I don't know. So one, so I had to bring 
this letter when I wanted to bring the kids mm -hmm. without John into Canada. And we went over all the time and I had a notarized letter. And one time we, Jay and JC and I went to Canada and I forgot the letter. And we get all the way to Canada. And I'm like, oh God, I don't have it. So they, they ask me, <clears throat> um, do you have permission from your husband to bring your children into Canada? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so I blatantly lie. I went, well, and I leaned to the guy, hoping the kids don't hear. And I go, well, their father just died. And we were hoping to come and have a wonderful day in, in Victoria for an afternoon to take their mind off it. And I'm just praying that Jay and JC don't go, what? What happened to dad? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy went, okay. And he lets <laughs> us in. It's so fun uh, that, you know, you could say whatever you want. But that's the scary thing, too, because you could say whatever you want. And some people do. Like, not like in authority. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to. But I'll probably be arrested the next time I go to Canada now that I've said They that. probably know that you shot somebody with that shotgun once out that window. It was probably uh, <laughs> Trudeau or something was breaking into your house. Well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, maybe he was in blackface. That's possible. <laughs> he's known for that he's known for that yeah people forget the past very easily i know whatever that's the... why we were doomed to repeat it yeah hey you know hey hey oh, hey so uh, yes too too many eggs.com that's the place um mimi thank you so much for being on the show it's almost three o'clock in the morning i'm probably gonna go to sleep no it's not well for, for me it is <laughs> jay what time is it where you are uh, about midnight. <laughs> yeah. See? It's almost midnight. Okay, we got to wait for it to be midnight there. Uh, Jay, Jay, have you ever had a paranormal experience? I have not. I'm very... Uh, uh, ghosts reject me. I think you the reject them. Goats. <laughs> goats reject you. Ghosts. <laughs> goats do too. They don't like me. Sheep okay. are fine, but... We had sheep. Um, oh, wait. I also have one more question. Who who would win in a fight? Adam or John? What kind of fight? <laughs> knife a, fight. Ooh. Yeah, a knife, fight. a knife fight. Like a switch An blade. argument. If they had like An a butterfly argument. knife. <laughs> who would win? Uh, probably Adam. He's got the reach. He's beady. He's a little bit taller, too. He's Yeah, he is tall. Yeah, he's got yeah. that arm reach. I'm sorry, Dad, but <laughs> Adam's going to win. It, yeah. And, you know, and he's, you know, younger, more agile. And don't he's let that, in Texas. Don't let that confuse you. What, the agility? Yeah, the agility thing. I, don't, I think that's all a lie. We just get a little bit lazier as we get older, but we st it still it builds up comes out in spurts bigger than you could ever imagine. Although John is part Polish, so, you know. <laughs> he's, he's aging backwards. They are fighting. <laughs> he's, he's like Benjamin Button of strength. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, maybe he can learn how to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know. So, hmm. Is there anything you'd like to guys to, to promote on, uh, on, on Nick the Rat Radio before we go? <laughs> you mean, you mean besides no agenda and and 
Which, by the way, I have to do the meetups list in a few minutes. So, how come there's no meetups in New York City? <laughs> there is. There's like one, one a year, maybe. Wait, wait, wait. Well, you gotta host them. them. I know, Obviously. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> gotta have everybody come, there, come there, down to there the sewer. There, there was. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, there was one recently in Brooklyn, not that long ago. Uh, maybe, maybe there was, maybe there was. Um, yeah, you should host it. Put it up on noagendameetups.com. And uh, there's one in South Jersey on Saturday. Is Saturday coming? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think I'm yeah. going to, well, you know, Saturday I'm free, but Sunday I'm uh, anyway, um, and you should host. <laughs> I should probably host one. It it would be uh, cool, but I'm a, I'm a shut in. I'm I'm a I'm a scared little. I'm scared. Wait, little rat. there's May twentieth, Brooklyn, New York, the New York City No Agenda Drinking Club. Really? It, there's a shortage of New York City meetups, so I'll give this one a try. This is Sir Spoonmaker. And he wants to invite you to come to Brooklyn for some drinks and grousing. I can't go there. I'm friends with Sir F- Forkmaster. Well, He's not friends with him. <laughs> what about the Sporkmaster? Can you go to that one? I guess I pretty, he, he sounds he's, he's in between. He's friends, yeah. But it's at the okay. Ocean it's at the Ocean Sports Bar and Grill at Brownstone Billiards on Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. So you can do that on the twentieth. Fuck yeah. Maybe I will. Day be, day before Mother's birth Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Yeah. Okay. Jay, what are you getting your mom for Mother's Day? Nothing. <laughs> oh, rude. Oh, no, I can't tell her. Right <laughs> no, no. It's no, no. it's gonna be really good though. It's gonna be like I, a spa. I, I, yeah, it's gonna be great. It's I gonna be hate. a puppy mom. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I I don't get her a like giraffe. <laughs> I will. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like Hallmark holidays. I really don't. I don't either. They're kind of. You know, it's like. Uh, I, I don't like most things anymore. I'm getting old. I like uh, natural things that flow naturally into happy moments. I like I like naturally flowing. Is that happy why? Moments. Is that why you go to the restroom so often? <laughs> So I'm trying to end the show. I got to go back to the bathroom. You got to get that bladder checked out, buddy. I I'm, I'm, I drank three Tall Boys. I'm uh, going to smoke a lot. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been uh, drinking this whole time, Mimi. Gee. Have you have been drinking? You said you were going to get a drink earlier. Was that you just talking about? Uh, like I had some white wine like an old woman Ooh. does. I like, uh, what are they called? Malbec. Malbec. Malbec is my favorite. In a box. Like, <laughs> it's not is it imported from france it's somebody's toilet bowl i don't know <laughs> no i just i've been just sitting here next to my birds jay can you hear my birds no i can't ah yeah no. ah. you need a raven ravens are fucking cool <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> Don't you yell at them, never more, never more. They do wake me up in the morning, though. They're like uh, the, the the cocks of Brooklyn, ravens. Oh. You know, roosters don't just crow at dawn. 
Really? They crow all the fucking time. <laughs> I mean, they crow at 3 a.m. They crow at 5 a.m. They crow at 3 in the afternoon. They just never shut up. So the, the whole rooster morning thing was like a sympathizer? There was a... There's a, there's a Cocksuit sympathizer out there? We're just gonna make a story. It's just at the sunrise. That's it. Just a sunrise. That's just, right. Not, not three, two, five, six, seven, eight. Well, oh. we we had a rooster when we lived in Berkeley, and had you know, urban roosters, and we had to take him in every night and shove him in a cage and put like six layers of blankets over him and put him in a closet so that no one would hear him. It was horrible because otherwise my neighbors would bitch. It was, it was actually illegal. It was and then illegal you married word. him. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was just a boyfriend. <laughs> uh, Mimi J. Don't tell John. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you were incredible to have on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'd love to talk Thank to you, you again if you ever want to be on again. Anytime. Sure. Ooh. We'll just, yeah, sounds fun. And uh, yeah, and we'll exchange PO boxes. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I'll send you an email. You can get all my bills, and I'll get all yours. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. If you send it to me, I'll be the one paying them. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe I could sneak my bills into your bills. (laughs) Two J from. Build this out right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, uh, have a good night. Think, but oh. Between the three of us, we have three PO boxes. We do. That's amazing. All right. Have thank you very much, Nick. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. Lovely. Wait, that's got, not... not yet. Oh, fuck. It's Cinco de Tres. Cinco de Foro. <laughs> Soon. No, it's today. Now, currently, it is. May the fourth be with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is knocking on my door right now. Fuck, Mimi, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> oh wait, is that where you're over here? Yeah. Hello. Part of me is missing. Roxy Lau.
That was awesome. Mimi's great. Too many eggs. 700 plus recipes. You get them for free. Go to too many eggs.com. It's a PDF. It's a great PDF. You just click it and get it really quick. I downloaded it. I checked it out. I read it. There's a picture of Napoleon in there. French love eggs. Get that shit. It's good. Um, and Jay, thank you so much, Jay, for calling in. That was cool. I'm happy uh, you made it through the phone line. Fucking the super highway of who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I just really had to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go. I didn't want to keep him all night. I, could, I guess maybe I could have kept him on the line, but fuck. I wanted to ask him about Star Trek. I wanted to be like, hey, you know what's going on about Star Trek? Do you, you like Star Trek? I got to ask uh, Mimi if she likes Star Trek. Fuck. Mimi, you got to come back on the show. I got to find out if you like Star Trek or not. Yeah, I think uh, Dvorak might have... Um, he might overcome Curry in a, in a little knife fight. If they were doing it like... Like fucking Spock versus Kirk. Like a big stick with two bricks on it knife. You know, just like the same shit. It's... um. You take Curry down. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fu- I fucking love eggs too. So this is, I've been basically using this book as a, as like a pillow. Big. It's a big book. A lot of pages. Buckwheat. Not, um, blah, blah. Oh, I have to thank. Okay, there's a lot of a lot of stuff happened last week. Okay, fuck. Last week was really bad. I was really really intoxicated on uh on some edibles, and I was just going into the show on a really. This everything was getting done and completed, and then these edibles kicked in, and the show started, and. Then my life just unraveled. There was the, the unraveling was happening live in my own head last week. It was a real nightmare. Um, I could barely even... I realized I'm doing a lot of work here. Last week, I realized how much work I was doing. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's listen to some voicemails. You know, we have any voicemails? We have one? I also think I lost a, a male. Hold on. We got a voicemail here? What is that? We got some voicemails. Let's get a voicemail up here. It is uh, this is a geek squad. Hello. There was geek a back. Squad. Hello. Right, look, everybody. Last week I was a wreck. This week we just had one of the most amazing interviews ever. 
And now I gotta thank some people. I had to thank people last week too, but I couldn't do it. This week I could do it. I could thank people right now. And I will thank people. Um, but first we're gonna listen to one more song, and then we'll be right back, and then I'll thank some people. No, let's just thank them now. Fuck it. Right, look, this is what happened last week. I was really fucked up. Somebody sent me a box. There was a box in my P.O. box, which went up in price. It's uh, I got like this little six-inch box, and it cost the price. The price it started at like at one hundred fifty, then it was one hundred seventy. This year, I think it's like two hundred for the P.O. box. That shit's going up in price. Um, so I go to the P.O. box and I get a little letter in there saying, "Hey, here's a letter." And I put that in my pocket, I think. And then there was a, a, a box, and I had to go pick the box up. So I, I, I pressed the, the buzzer for the box, and then I'm waiting for the box. It took, it took like, I was, it took 15 minutes to get this box. It was a big, heavy box. And, and I was like, I'm going to open this box on the, on the show because I like to open, I like to do like unboxings on the show. I still have the box. I wanted to send it back, but I was really high. And that led to my uh, my panic uh, last week because I was, I was so tripped out on edibles. I was like, I can't open this. It might be a bomb. Right, let's, let's listen to some music. We'll be right back, and then we'll thank some people. We have a House of the Rising Harmonics with Steve C. Oh, 
A lot of questions I would have liked to ask Jay and Mimi still, but uh, my bladder took me over. I couldn't. I couldn't hold out anymore. Um, so somebody sent me a package here. Check this out. Still have this package. I wanted to get rid of this package. So last week I get a package. I'm fucking high off my face. Really heavy. It's, I would say it's about like a 10 pound, 10, 10 pounder. We have enough mayonnaise in the sewer, everybody. We don't need uh, $30 worth of mayonnaise to be sent down here. I can't return it either. I feel bad. What am I going to do with all this mayonnaise? Other than um, maybe I could uh, lube up. But, hey, thanks for the mayonnaise. Uh, if you sent me um, a letter to the P.O. Box last week, I probably lost it. Let's see who sent something to Nick at P.O. Box 90549, Brooklyn, New York, 11209. Let's see what's in here. Please, no more mayo, doctor. That was for my doctor. Thank you for your show, Sir Crostitch. Five dollars. Thank you so much, Sir Crostitch. Thank you for the high quality check you sent. It makes for great ASMR. We have another check here. Same place. Do a mayonnaise bath? You want me to do a hot mayo, wear a thong, and jump in a bowl of mayo? The Rat Radio, Sir Dr. Mike Crotch, 69 cents. Inflation adjusted charge back. Thank you. All right, let's thank some people that sent money to the, uh, if you go to nicktherat.com, uh, also darksewer.net just opened. It's going to be a fun trip there. Um, let's go see what we got here. At, where's my, where's my PayPal stuff here? Uh, Let's thank some people that have donated money to the PayPal. We have uh, donation amounts and initials and notes. We do not read email addresses or docs, people. At least we try not to. 1733. Now is what we have. Now is what we don't have. Then is now. When now is then. Time to pretend with my rat friend. E-Y-F-Y-C. It's from I-F. Thank you so much. 
And thank you for your courage. You could have asked. Uh, you could have asked about t- twenty more questions. And I just yeah, M A four twenty M A. Thank you so much for the four twenty. Mac M A C with the four twenty four twenty. Thank you so much for the four twenty four twenty. We got a four twenty. Another four twenty four twenty coming four twenty. Four twenties. That's the uh four twenty. We have KS with four twenty. KS, thank you so much for the four twenty. Four twenties for the four twenty. We have DV four twenty. Four twenty on the DV. Thank you for the four twenty. Thank you so much, DV. We have uh this is two weeks worth of donations. We have a new one. This is new. An IL four twenty. Four twenty. Thank you for the four twenty IL. Um much appreciated. It's a new face around here. Uh, IL with the 420, 420, and <laughs> that's all the all of those donations. Thank you so much for my PayPal donations. You guys are in Cred D Blade. The last way you could donate is going through Amazon Prime, and you go to Twitch. You can watch the video of all this. Uh, great drinks followed me two hours ago. Dr. Sir Mike Roch resubbed with their prime three hours ago. Call me Nikki. Kubak uh, followed me four hours ago. Mr. Pixel Pusher 405. Have fun, everybody. That's what we're all here for doing. We're here to have fun. Take away everything. Morton Burr.
Are you guys really breaking up over some lost car keys? Absolutely. Well, that's really a shame. Especially since I heard that you guys were working on your most sensitive personal song yet. What was the name of it again? On Your Knees, Bitch. Oh, yeah. I just love those rock ballads. You know, I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. I, I, just, I just feel like blowing jello out of my nose. Well, do it then. So there's, there's five ways built into that where you can flip it into a bigger deal immediately. So one idea that I have, okay, I had this company called Brightly, okay, and what we would do is I would take the most popular videos that were informational, that were trending at the time, and I would take all the audio and I would rip the audio, I would translate it into text boxes, I would take the text boxes and I would have AI write me a 10 paragraph uh, informational and I would sell the informational for three ninety nine to uh, 1,000 people. And it was just churning and churning, you know, it churned immediate over Immediate profit billion. engine, immediate engine churning profit. Right. And I I ended up selling out to my pillow for 15 billion. I do feel, Reg, that any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed, Francis. Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Reg. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman or woman to rid himself or herself or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother or sister or sister. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies! Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans. 
but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. <laughs> That's the heartbeat of Vegas. Those oh, are the, sure. the industry, the Vegas industry all live off the strip. Right. The dancers, the magicians, the uh, the bottle service girls, all those girls and all the people, Summerlin, Henderson. Mm-hmm. So I was there for two and, two and a half years. It was great. It was during the pandemic. I lived next to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Which was cool. Carrot Top's actually the one that um, reintroduced me to him. So, um, and I had known Nicolas Cage because we went to the same high school from back in the day. So, uh, uh, so when we connected, it was fucking, it was weird because I'm like you, huge fan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's been doing it for 40 years and his movies are, you know, he's one of the best actors. So when I'm, he'll, he'll hit me up. He'll be like, yo, come out, let's go. And then he'll like text me and he'll be in his $500,000, um, you know, Ferrari. I'm like, where are we going? He's like, we're going to get, get some sushi. <laughs> so we'll go get sushi <laughs> And then we'll drive down Las Vegas Boulevard. I'm like, dude, you don't need this. He's got eight cars. I'm like, you don't need this. He goes, yeah, but it's badass. That's his answer to it. It's badass. I'm like, all right. He's correct. It's true. And his house is awesome. Yeah, but you're like, you're a little more sensible. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing, Nick? Yeah. Slow down. He's trying to be Nick Cage. Yeah, he is. He's doing it. He loves it. And his house is cool. And he's, he's, he's great. Very, very. But he doesn't, you know, he's not on social media. We signed an NDA. He made me sign an NDA. Wow. That I can't like put any videos or photos anywhere. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't sign it. But I'm just saying. But but he but the one of the first conversations with him is when I came over to his house. He's like he's like, Come over, you're my neighbor out of nowhere. Right? So I come over, we start having a nice glass of wine. And he says, I'm not doing your podcast. I'm like, I didn't ask you to fucking be on the podcast. I'm just here. What's up? And he goes, just one thing promise me. He goes, don't ever you know, post any pictures or videos of us together because I want to be private. I'm like, cool. And ever since then, it's been, mm. it's been cool. Yeah. That's cool. Why not? I mean, if another dude wants to suck a dude's dick, who cares? Isn't it kind of gay to, to care what other guys are doing with their dick? Like, you guys ever think about that? Being homophobic is kind of gay. Think about it. You spend all your time thinking about what other dudes do with their dick. I don't think about that at all. How many eggs can you eat per day? As many as you want. I have four eggs every day. You can have more. You could have 10 eggs a day. It's not going to be a problem. Are there any particular political parties or political philosophies that you support? Well, I sometimes call myself a libertarian, but that's only because most people don't know what anarchist means. Most people think if you say you're an anarchist, it means you're getting ready to throw a bomb at a building. They don't understand the concept of voluntary association or the the whole concept of replacing force with with voluntary cooperation, contractual arrangements, and so on. So libertarian is a clearer word. It doesn't arouse so much immediate anxiety on the part of the listener. 
And then again, libertarians, if they were totally consistent with their principles, would be anarchists. They, they take the position which they call minarchy, which is the smallest possible government. That's a very Jeffersonian idea. The reason I don't believe in the smallest possible government is because we started out with that and it only took us 200 years to arrive at the czarist occupation government that we got now. I think any government is dangerous, no matter how small you make it. It should be, instead of governments, we should have contractual associations which you can opt out of if you don't like the way the association is going. Like, like religions fought for hundreds of years over which religion should dominate Europe, and then they finally gave up and made a truce. And they all agree to tolerate one another, at least in this part of the world. Well, well, Americans aren't so sure about tolerating Islam right now, are they? But by and large, I think government should be treated like religion. Everybody should pick the kind they like. Only it should be contractual, not obligatory. Like, uh, I wouldn't mind paying tax money to a local association to maintain a police force as long as we need one. But I, I hate like hell paying taxes to help the United States government build more nuclear missiles to blow up more people. I don't even know, but I don't think I would hate them if I did know them. A lot of anarchists had a major role in, in, in influencing my political thinking especially the individualist anarchists and Benjamin Tucker and Lysander Spooner especially. But I've also been influenced by Leo Tolstoy's anarcho-pacifism. And I find a lot of Kropotkin quite compatible too, even though he was a communist anarchist. Nothing wrong with communist anarchism as long as it remains voluntary. I'm not, anybody who wants to join together and make a commune, go ahead, do it. I'm well, I've got nothing against it as long as there's room for the individualist too, to do his own thing or her own thing, as the case may be, or its own thing. <laughs> I'm in favor of freedom for dogs, too. The idea that rich older people might be using the blood of younger people to slow aging. This sounds crazy, but the idea has been around since the 1700s, and recent mouse studies have suggested that there might be something to it. The mouse studies have actually shown that mice infused with the blood of younger mice live longer and show signs of being healthier. This whole concept, of course, brings to mind dystopian scenarios in which young, poor people are bred to give their blood to older, rich people. There are a variety of risks, including disease transmission and the possibility that we could get the dosages wrong, which experts worry could actually be fatal. There's a good chance that in the coming years, scientists will figure out which proteins could actually benefit us and create an actual infusible medication. And in the meantime, the rest of us would be wise to sit back and wait. Like all these like really hot goth girls and like scene girls from like, you know, back in the day. And then they turned out to, to you know, like get fat and like, you know, wear those like nose rings and like turn into SJWs with those weird hair colors. I'm going to tell you guys something, okay? Nature has a really weird way of manifesting itself all over throughout human life. And if you look in nature, you go to the Amazon rainforest and you look at the poisonous frogs, they all have very, very bright and vibrant colors. They're pink, they're red, they're green. Well, frogs are usually green, but especially pink and red, blue. Think about the frogs that are the most poisonous, and then think about the people that dye their hair red, pink, and green. I'm a transsexual, I'm here to dump you, I stole my sister's husband's husband. I want to join a suicide cult. You just kill yourself. <laughs> I have a secret. I'm a call girl. My teen worships Satan.
Update. I cut off my manhood. <laughs> Quit the clan. I'm in a love triangle. Clanfrontation. <laughs> oh, God. I refuse to wear clothes. <laughs> I'm a 14-year-old prostitute. I'm pregnant and I have to strip. Now he's phoning it in. Well, that's that was the end for him. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, there were evil chicken eggs that plotted to take over the world. The eggs had hatched in a secret laboratory and had been genetically modified to be smarter and stronger than any ordinary chicken egg. They had banded together and formed an army of egg soldiers, determined to take over the world and enslave humanity. 
The world was in peril, and nobody knew how to stop the evil chicken eggs. That is until a master chef named Mimi appeared on the scene. Mimi had spent her entire life studying the culinary arts, and she knew everything there was to know about eggs. When Mimi heard about the evil chicken eggs, she knew she had to act fast. She began to experiment with new and inventive ways to cook eggs, hoping to find a way to defeat the egg army once and for all. Mimi's first idea was to create an egg-based weapon. She developed a recipe for an egg bomb, which she believed could destroy entire armies of eggs at once. The egg bomb was made by mixing egg whites, vinegar, and baking soda in a sealed container. The mixture would create a powerful explosion, which Mimi hoped would be enough to destroy the egg army. Mimi's egg bomb was put to the test when the egg army attacked a nearby town. Mimi quickly whipped up a batch of egg bombs and sent them flying towards the egg soldiers. To her delight, the bombs worked, and the egg army was destroyed. However, Mimi knew that the egg soldiers were only a small part of the larger egg army, and she needed to find a way to defeat the eggs on a larger scale. Mimi's next idea was to create a giant omelet that could feed an entire army. She believed that if she could cook all of the eggs at once, she could prevent them from hatching and creating more egg soldiers. Mimi spent days working on her giant omelet, and finally, it was ready. She presented the omelet to the leaders of the world's armies and explained her plan. They agreed to help her, and together they set out to lure the egg army into a trap. The egg army took the bait and attacked the army's base, only to find themselves trapped in a giant skillet. Mimi quickly poured the giant omelet over the eggs, cooking them all at once. The egg soldiers were defeated, and the world was saved. Mimi became a hero and people all over the world praised her for her bravery and ingenuity. Her recipes for egg bombs and giant omelets became famous, and she was hailed as the greatest chef in the world. However, Mimi knew that the world was still at risk as long as evil scientists continued to experiment with genetically modified eggs. She vowed to continue her work and find new ways to defeat any future threats. She even wrote a book called Too Many Eggs to help future chefs defeat any evil egg uprisings. In the end, Mimi's creativity and determination saved the world from the evil chicken eggs. Her legacy lives on and chefs everywhere continue to experiment with new and inventive ways to cook eggs hoping to prevent any future egg-based threats from taking over the world.
Так, что вы... Hello? Oh, I like this show. Oh, well, we like you too. Uh, thank you for all... All the music is on SoundCloud slash like slash Nick the Rat slash CC by slash 3.0 slash C by C... That was Morse code for Go check it out uh, I think the phone line's closed We had a really good show tonight I like talking to uh, Mimi a ton I want to talk to her more I got, I got more questions Mimi I was drunk, it's four hours show It's unraveling, I'm unraveling right now My head's gonna pop Yeah, I gotta, I gotta I start to go, to go to sleep soon. I think we talked about everything we had to talk about. Is there any more voicemails? I think there's a couple. Hi. I was wondering, um, I was listening to the podcast with me, and I was wondering, like, what uh, recipe in her cookbooks is, like, her favorite? And uh, I don't know. It's going to be eggnog. Like, of 800 recipes, I know it would be her favorite one. Now, I'm going to say that since the um, since what I've learned from the master master egg mistress mas, mistress mistress um, eggnog you started in November you take your eggs you throw them in the um, what was that the the tank behind your toilet you throw them in there you let them uh, cool relax get them flushed up and down the vibrations in there shakes them up and by December they're ready to be nogged. But we can ask Mimi again one day. Nine one seven seven nine five nine two three. Leave a voicemail. Hey Nick, I wish you'd just pick up the phone. That sorry, way, sorry. you know, I could uh, be on the uh, show live. Sorry. Anyway, just heard you and you were talking about it, complaining about it being three o'clock and so on and so forth. And yeah, I'm it's very three o'clock here too. Hey, how about that? Anyway, talk to you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. Um. All right, so this was a really fun eggs composed eggs eggs an episode with eggs eggs This was a really fun eggs I need I need to work on that. I need I need to work on that one. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff. Last week was hell. I've seen. Bo is Afraid, and the Mario Brothers movie. Uh, we interviewed Mimi. We had the book and Too Many Eggs. Um, I think that... All right, look, we'll be back next week. Actually, you know what? I don't think we will. I think next week is Zin... Zin... No, not Zindu. Really? Diane Zindu? All right, next week, Zindu might take over. Oh, fuck. All right, I'm getting out of here. It's late. It's fucking 3.40. Knife. Fuck. Good night, everybody. Too many eggs.com. Go check it out. Yeah. Rest in peace, Gordon Lightfoot. The wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald and Jason Peters. Good night, everybody. Good night, America.
legend lives on from the Chippewa down to the big lake they call Gitchigumi. Oh, yeah. Uh, the lake it is said Lavish is not on the tent. When the skies of November turn blue. Gloomy. Maybe not on the next one. Soon. Soon. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well-seasoned. Concluding some turns with a couple of steel firms, when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. And later that night, when the ship's bell rang, could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? tattletale sound and a wave broke over the railing and every man knew as the captain did too twas the witch of November come stealing the dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait with the gales of November came stealing When afternoon came, it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane west wind. When supper time came, the old cook came on deck, saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed ya. At 7 p.m., a main hatchway caved in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. And later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <clears throat> All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? The searches all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay if they'd put 15 more miles behind her. They might have split up or they might have capsized, may have broke deep and then took on water. And all that remains is 
their faces and names of the wives and the sons and the daughters. Thank you and Nick thank Durrett can do good work. Yes. And we do he, he can do great work. Dust win. Nick Durrett. Lake Huron rolls in superior sings in the rooms of her ice water mansion. Old Michigan steams like a young man's dreams. The islands and bays are for sportsmen. You're building a rat ship here. And farther below Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can send her. And the iron boats go as the mariners all know With the gales of November, remember Fuck that shit! Yes, science! on the list. First payment in advance. Right, when, when do we, we start? start? Snow-filled animals! Rats have 